Hello, this is Miguel from Camden, New Jersey, and you are listening to the Viceroys of Video Games, the Thumbstick Athletes. Welcome, everybody, to episode 77 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. Corey. Today is January 9th, 2013. Our topic for the day is going to be part two of our 2013 games preview. We uh, covered all the games that have hard release dates in our first part. So in this part, we're going to cover the games that don't have hard release dates yet or may not even come out this year, but are at least scheduled at this point to come out this year. So uh, that's what we're going to be talking about this week. We've got a few teasers. Uh, We're going to be talking about Clear Vision for the iOS, Mark of the Ninja, Dear Esther. um, And then during our roundtable, we're also going to be talking about THQ auctioning off their assets. So, oh, and more Far Cry 3. So there's that. Uh, Nibble Bits. Will, why don't you get started with Nibble Bits so I don't forget you. Uh, my first one is Pokemon X and Y are coming out this October for the 3DS, and it's going to take place in a whole new region with new Pokemon, and I was looking at some, you know, screenshots of it, and it looks pretty awesome. A lot of updated graphics, and it's going to be on the 3DS, so it'll have the 3D. Okay. Uh, my next one is Kickstarter backers have pledged over $83 million to games in 2012. Um, the next closest was film and video, and that was with $58 million. Wow. So video games were, you know, far ahead. Uh, my last one is new XCOM DLC called Second Wave, which apparently came out today. Did that yep. come out today? All right. Um, so what that is, it's like menu toggle uh, stuff for the campaign. So basically, like an example is damage roulette, and that gives weapons a wider range of damage. And Red Fog, which uh, combat wounds, will degrade a soldier's stats. So they're like uh, mutators on, you know, for the campaign. Uh-huh. And that sounds pretty cool. Almost like skulls for yeah, Halo. Yeah, for Halo. That's, yeah, exactly. So that seems pretty neat, and I'm going to have to try that out. Yeah. And that's all I had. Okay. Corey, what do you got for us? Uh, Connecticut Town is buying back violent video games and burning them. Uh, and then, as of today, they canceled this idea for a lot of good reasons. Yeah. Uh, but the apparently the Sandy Hook Killer was an avid fan of StarCraft, one of the most violent video games available. Yeah. All those real-time strategy games are uh, super gory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the name of the town that's doing this is so- or was going to do it is Southington, Connecticut, and they were offering a twenty-five dollar gift card to turn in to if you brought in your violent video games, uh, which they will then break down and burn. Huh. I would have taken in one like uh, Lego Harry Potter that yes. they would have no idea and get my twenty-five dollar gift <laughs> card for it. I, I thought about that. I was like, I could go through my games and yeah. probably find some ones that are worth a dollar or yeah. two and trade it in for twenty-five. Some people went to GameStop and bought like PS2 violent games and they're like oh I'm going to get so many <laughs> gift, gift receipts for this. Yeah get it for like four bucks. Flip them the bird as you leave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, spokesperson for the group in charge of this said the group's action is not intended to be construed as a statement declaring that violent video games were the cause of the shocking violence in New- Newtown on December 14th. 
Rather, Southington is ample evidence that violent video games, along with violent media of all kinds, including TV movies portraying story after story showing a continuous stream of violence and killing, has contributed to increasing aggressiveness, fear, anxiety, and desensitizing our children to acts of violence, including bullying. Uh, again, with the quote-unquote ample evidence, there, there is an ample evidence that... Never mind, you guys know what I'm saying. Anybody that's listening to this knows what I'm saying. Why did they um, pick they, video like, games to do that? Why didn't they all burn their TVs? Yeah, that's what it sounds like they should have done to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. As of today, they they canceled the idea. They said they made their point. They raised awareness. <sighs> and all this BS, but... Yeah. I want to fight Whatever. that guy. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> uh, NVIDIA announced its Project Shield at CES... Have you guys seen any of this Project Shield stuff? Yes, a little bit. None. Uh, no. I think we'll probably talk about it more next week, but yeah. uh, essentially what it is, and this information is coming from Blind and Clug on Ann and Tech. Uh, he had kind of hands-on with it. It's a handheld, uh, and all the it's actually like an Xbox 360 controller that you hold, uh, and there's a little screen that flips up off of it, and all the hardware for the handheld is within the controller. Oh. And it also has NVIDIA's new Tegra 4 uh, GPU in it, which I guess is, is pretty awesome. Yeah, pretty I've heard it's good. Yeah, uh, and uh, this guy said that it, the controller in your hand doesn't feel much different from a 360 controller weight-wise and comfort and ergonomically, so that that's a good sign. Yeah. Uh, the design isn't final. They're still going to do some switches to the D-pads, triggers, and bumpers. As for the screen, it's a 720p 5-inch retinal screen. Uh, I guess smaller text on the screen is kind of a concern, especially if you're uh, playing certain PC games that have a lot of text on there. It'd be kind of hard to read Mm -hmm. on such a small screen. Uh, But apparently Assassin's Creed 3 and Codblops 2 played fine on this puppy, so that's uh, that's a good sign. Uh, Includes a heat sink, which does a pretty good job, I guess. Uh, Has micro SD, micro HDMI, micro USB, which is always a good sign rather than uh, uh, proprietary inputs and outputs, all that weird crap that, that people use. Uh-huh. Uh, it's running Android 4.2.1, which runs like a dream. You can hack it all you want, which I believe is uh, the idea behind the OUYA. Yep. So maybe this is a little bit ahead of the OUYA. I don't know. And uh, they say that they will not sell it at a loss, which means uh, it'll probably be higher priced than some competing devices. Which I don't know if it will be a barrier to entry. I'm sure it will be to a lot of people, but yeah. I think I think if this is something you're interested in, you're you're interested in, it and you're probably going to get it. Right. If you're not, eh, probably doesn't really matter how much it costs. Yeah. Okay. And you can also stream games from your PC onto your Shield, and I guess that works really well. Too, oh, that's a that's actually a great idea. It's, it's a really good feature because there's so many times where I'm sitting on my bed or sitting at my computer and like I just want to lay down. Yeah playing yeah <laughs> sounds kind of lazy but i mean advice <laughs> you can do that i run into that same issue yeah that'd, that'd be great yeah okay uh moving on one of the first steam boxes i say first because apparently there are several codenamed the piston was also unveiled it's uh a partnership with xi3 the pc manufacturer sort of and this version of the quote-unquote Steam Box focuses on playing games in big picture mode in your living room on the big screen. And it's based off their Series 7 mini PC line, which mm-hmm. is uh, 
fairly expensive from from what I gather. Yeah. But what this is is it's just a smaller PC, almost like a uh, how big would you say it is? Smaller than a bread box? It's like a game GameCube sized thing. Yeah, maybe a little like, bit longer than a GameCube. Yep, has a quad core chip <laughs> uh, and a core and gadget has serious graphics chops. One terabyte of storage uh, and is held in a heat resistant aluminum chassis. Release date is unknown at this point, but uh, like I said before, the piston is just one of several Steam hardware projects. And I think today Steam actually announced their own one that they're working on. Yeah, Steam's going to be ma- making their own hardware Valve, for their the say. the official Steam box. Yeah, Valve um, is going to make their own hardware for this for the Steam official Steam box, but there will be other versions of it. It's kind of weird to me. It's like, well, why why license out Steam to all these other ones if you're just going to build your own? Wouldn't you want to s- save that market for yourself? Well, options probably. I I got the impression that the official Steam box is going to be loaded with features and kind of expensive. Uh, I don't know. I did read Gabe Newell was blasting Windows 8 again and says that the Steam box will run Linux, uh, which is, I mean, he complains about Windows 8 being bad for games, but you're telling me these things are going to come with Linux, which can't run a lot of games? Yeah, well, that was, that was one of the complaints that a lot of people had. So I don't know if maybe uh, Valve is working on making more games compatible with Linux or not. And I think a lot of the compatibility has to do with uh, video cards. And I know AMD video cards are a lot more uh, compatible with Linux than NVIDIA, but NVIDIA is starting to come over a little bit to Linux too. So, mm-hmm. but he also did say he also did say you can put Windows on it because they didn't want to restrict you from yeah. being able to do that if you ch- so choose. So I got to spend another hundred bucks on a Windows. Yeah, yeah, I think I guess. I don't, I don't, I don't get that for him to for him to blast Windows and then put Linux on this thing is is kind of uh, yeah. counterintuitive, and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Hypocritical. Yeah. A little now, bit. Well, I the article that I read, um, I, I I don't remember if it was Kotaku or Destructoid, but a lot of people were like, uh, you know, I run games on Windows 8 just fine. There's no issue. Steam runs great on it. Um, it runs faster than Windows 7 even. Mm-hmm. So that's, yep. that that was the the gist I got from everybody's comments. It's like, well, whatever. Yeah, I I really don't I really don't get all his hate. Go cry about it some more, Gabe. <laughs> I think most people though are willing to overlook it cuz he's done so much for PC gaming. Well, people worship him. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. He, he did do a lot of for PC gaming, I think in this particular instance though. He's I hate him for that. <laughs> He's a little off in this. In this. Uh, but and, and just going back to the idea of a Steam box, I still don't really get it. Yeah. Get the I get the NVIDIA Project Shield more than I get the Steam box. Yeah. You know, if I want to play games on my TV in my living room, I can just buy a freaking long HDMI cable and plug it in. Well, that's what that's what I'm planning on doing actually for mine because mine's not that far away from my TV. So if I buy a 15 foot HDMI cable, you know, I can connect my PC to my my uh, TV pretty easily, which I probably will end up doing, yeah, at some point. But yeah, I, if 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 the Steam Box and the Project Shield come out uh, next to each other, same price, I'm going with the the Shield. Right. Okay. 
Yeah, I we should say too that uh, next week we're going to do a hardware preview for 2013. So we'll get a little more in depth on the features and stuff involved in these different things, along with the new Xbox and PlayStation system. So we'll be talking about that all more in depth next week. So okay, uh, go ahead, Corey. I just said I look forward to it. Oh yeah, me too. There's there's a lot to cover. That's yeah. for sure. Should be a big year for hardware. Yep. All right, anything else, Corey? No, that's it. All right. I've got a couple nibble bits. Uh, Netflix released its December Internet Service Provider rankings for the United States. I thought this was interesting because I'm all about uh, the ISPs and how they're kind of failing us as consumers. So this is – I'll give the top uh, top ten. Um and this is they they took a bunch of consider, uh, factors into consideration like whether or not your network is on a is is on Wi-Fi peak time off peak time. Um, they took a lot of different factors in and, and kind of explained how they came up with their rankings. These are available on the Netflix blog too if you want to check it out. Um, but the number one ISP in the United States is Google Fiber. Oh, wow. No surprise there; they're guar- yeah. guaranteeing ridiculous speeds. Uh, number two is Charter. Number three is Comcast. Number four is Verizon Fios. Number five is Cablevision. Number six is Mediacom. Number seven is Time Warner Cable. Number eight is Suddenlink. Suddenlink? Yep, Suddenlink. Number nine is Cox. And number ten is Bright House. So those are, those are the top ten. There's a few others on there. Uh, AT&T DSL is, is a 15. The, lo- the lowest was Clearwire, which I'm not familiar with in any way. Um, and then the mobile ones, Verizon was number one, T-Mobile was number two, Sprint was number three, and AT&T Mobile was number four. So be interested to see yeah, how those dang. change throughout the months. But uh, Time Warner Cable at number seven, that's higher than I thought I'll it would be. I'll tell you what, I've been really jonesing to get cable back. Have you? Yeah. Well, you're consolidating I, your living situation, I so you, can ha- you will have the extra funds. I know, but god damn it. I hate paying them so much. Yeah, it is a lot too. I miss watching soccer really bad. Yeah, and hockey's back now. Yep, and I'm, I'm gonna fully accept hockey back. Yeah, I'm. I'm indifferent. I had Do you heard. Want to talk about that after. We can, yeah. we'll talk about it during our weeks. Actually, right. yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. Right. So yeah, I mean, Time Warner Cable was a little higher than I expected, but nowhere near the top. Uh, Google Fiber crushed everybody on that speed. Thing, when are so. we getting that? Never. <laughs> sweet, sweet. What I was can't my wait. estimate? Ten years, was it? I think I said 2021 or something like that. I'll be dead long before that. Yeah, so nine years. <laughs> It'll be a while. Um, so, yeah, that was interesting. I'll be I'll be paying attention to those. I'm probably reporting on them once a month. Uh, and then my only other nibble bit was that the MMORPG Terra is going free to play. And they did say that they're not gonna. it's not going to be a dumb, stripped-down version of of Terra for free to play. They're going to open up the whole game to you. And then the people that bought the game or, and veteran players are just going to get added stuff for them. So, um, that's good. If you've played star Wars, the Republic before free to play and after free to play, you know what we're talking about. The game is very stripped down Oh yeah, for free to play players. So that, that's a good, that's a good sign. It, it's people said it's a little more like Lord of the Rings online, how you could, pretty much have the whole game and then if you wanted to pay a little extra or pay monthly fees or you know if you bought the game it, it unlocks some more stuff for you i'm probably gonna try it so 
I'm gonna go three. I'll play. probably give it a try. I played the beta and didn't care much for it, but if it's free to play, why not whatever. give it another shot? Exactly. So, yeah, those are all my only nibble bits. So, what do you got for us, Eric? I just have two quick ones. Um, Far Cry Three, which I think we all agree is a good game, sold eight hundred fifty thousand copies in December. Um, I guess a pretty accurate number for. Especially seeing it was the only big release in December. Yeah. I guess they weren't too overly thrilled with it. but it's That does like, seem a little low. Yeah. I thought so. Well, again, at the Comparing beginning of the year, to... we all like kind of scoffed at it. Yeah. But I think... People are coming around. Yeah, it, it came on. You know what I mean? Um, I think, too, that uh, we're thinking Call of Duty and Halo numbers. And yeah. And a game like Far Cry mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily appeal to the bro bro gamer i got into a good argument about call of duty and halo today oh did you yeah oh nice fucking kid oh boy uh also expect more xbox live ads um you know how they put the little kind of like tv ads in there and uh-huh. their stuff which i actually kind of like to be honest with it you. looks cool <laughs> it does and i've clicked on a couple of them because they interested me yeah and they said uh according to microsoft this is from gamespot.com According to Microsoft, 37% of viewers engaged in some way with the, what they're calling new ads, N-U-A-D-S, uh, when prompted with the option to vote. Out of this 37%, 71% actually voted, which I thought was pretty high. That is high. To, for something like that. Yeah. So they're, um, ju- you know, based off of the, the good results they're having from it, they're going to put more uh, ads in, uh-huh. which doesn't bother me as long as they don't go out of control with it. Right. But usually when I get on Xbox Live, I don't really look at stuff. I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm either playing a game or going on Netflix. Yeah. So yeah. I don't really look around much. What a lot of people were hoping is that if that ad thing really takes off, that they'll have a free Xbox Live Gold. Oh. So, yeah, that's a good point. That that, that would subsidize the cost oh, of Xbox Live. Oh, that'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, that's what I be. thought, too. I'd click on some ads for that. Yeah, so would I. Shit. I, well, I, I should say I would have right. when I had my Xbox. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that it for Nibble Bits? That's it, Dan. All right, well, let's roll into our weeks. Why don't you go ahead, Eric? Oh, let's see. Because you, um, you've had you've got two weeks I worth do of catching two, up to do. Two weeks. I, yeah, I actually have quite a bit to talk about. Um, I went and saw, I want to talk about a movie I saw. I saw Django Unchained, which is the new uh, Quentin Tarantino movie mm-hmm. with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, who's my favorite actor. And who's the black guy? Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx, yeah. And Christoph something from Inglorious. Yeah, Vaults. He's a German okay. dude from Inglorious Bastards. Uh-huh. He's fucking awesome. Okay. He was great in Inglorious Bastards, and he's great in this, too. And it's one of the better movies I've seen in a while. Nice. I loved it. And I'm not the biggest Tarantino fan. I, I either love his movies or don't like them at all. Right. Like, most people like Pulp Fiction. I didn't like that movie at all. Okay. Um, but I really like. about Kill Bill? I'd have to rewatch it. I didn't give it a fair shake. I hated Kill Kill Bill. Yeah, I remember I didn't like what I watched, and that's why I didn't really watch it. I thought yeah. it was a, t- a I, little bit overrated. I'm a too. Reservoir Dogs fan. Um, yeah. Inglorious Bastards. Uh, yeah, the other ones I'm not huge on. Uh, what was the one he released in like a two pack that was really violent? Oh, Grindhouse. Yeah, I did like those. Yeah, those were cool. Um. No, but Django's, it's kind of, it's it's back in, it's a western setting, which I liked a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like a slavery, kind of. Yeah, it is. It's about slavery. Um, the the basic premise is Jamie Foxx gets freed, uh-huh. and he goes back to find his wife. 
Because they got sold to different slavers. Oh, okay. Um, and then just a story from there. Um, but it's really, as Quentin Tarantino tends to do, it's violent. Mm-hmm. Pretty violent. Nice. There's some good humor in it. Okay. If you have the sense of humor that I do, uh-huh. I thought it was pretty funny. Uh-huh. Um, no, but I I highly recommend it. Christoph Waltz is awesome. And the two movies I've seen of him, I've loved him. Okay. Um, yeah, so go see that. Uh, even more than Leo, who's my favorite actor. I really? even thought he was better than him. Yeah. Wow, okay. Um, what else? The Bills, I wanted to cover their new new head coach. I'm very happy with their pick, uh, Doug Marone from Syracuse. I don't watch a lot of college football, but the reason I'm happy about it is because they didn't just pick some old retread from another team like they usually do. Right. I was really afraid they were going to pick Ken Wisenhunt from the Cardinals. Because that's what it was sounding like. Well, they had a great season, so that would be a well, great hire. It would be such a Bills move to be like, well, he was good with the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, but his the Steelers team was have worse a... than yours this year, if you right. don't remember. Right. And, um, and the Steelers that have a good history of being a, a proud football program, the Cardinals yeah, don't. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I was really happy because it it's somebody younger. They needed to get younger. Oh, the other thing that they did, uh, the owner gave up full control of the team. He yeah. didn't sell a team, but he gave up his control to the CEO, Russ Brandon, who's now the president and CEO. Uh-huh. So he is, is like the final say, which I think is great. Um, he's younger. He's a bright guy. Uh-huh. Uh, he's got a lot of connections around the, the NFL. That's good. Um, yeah, so he made that pick for for coach, and I was really happy with that. He the coach is bringing on the offensive coordinator from Syracuse, who I didn't realize this, but I I swear I knew I recognized the name, but he was on the Bills staff, not with the last coaching staff, the one before that, oh, Dick Duran. Yeah, he was like a low level assistant, and he's only thirty three. Oh wow! Yeah, so he's really That's really young. young. Um, but his thing is, I guess when he was with the Bills before, he worked a lot with Jim Kelly because uh-huh. they were trying to switch to a no huddle like they ran with when Jim Kelly was there. And um, G- Kelly gave him the old Bills playbook back then. So uh-huh. he's been studying it since then, and they're going to run that offense. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. Which is awesome. Um, and then they hired the, the Jets defensive coordinator today. And the Jets always have a good defense. Yeah. So I'm really excited about, the, about all that. I'm not going to get season tickets. Uh, they'd have to get like tom brady for right. me to get season tickets right. which obviously isn't gonna happen so yeah i'm gonna go to probably three games i'm thinking once the okay. beginning a home opener middle and then yeah. end of the year yeah I, I like to go uh when it's warmer yeah I, i'm i'm gonna buy tickets to probably the last home game okay. in hopes that it's gonna be meaningful yeah and if it's not i'm just gonna eat the money oh, like i did this year yeah so um yeah happy with what the bills are doing uh what else there was another thing oh did you want to talk about hockey now or yeah Okay, uh, I actually I wanted to not be excited about hockey just because of all the bullshit, but I started listening to, to Buffalo Sports Radio again a couple weeks ago, and for whatever reason, every time I turn it on, I always caught the Sabres show. Okay. So I started getting really excited because the guy kept saying, he's like, you know, I really think a deal's close, and then they, they actually started talking about the players and how yeah. the team was going to look, yeah. and it got me all excited. Yeah. So now I'm really excited, and I got a text message from my fantasy owner, fantasy league owner, and I woke up in the morning to it and said, like, hey, I'm heard, sure you guys all heard that the league is back, and I woke up and threw my new Tyler Myers jersey on for the first time, even though it smells like shit. Nice. It came from China, and I don't know what they had it in, but by God, does that thing smell. Nice. Uh, so I got to wash that up. I actually wanted to wear it here tonight, but I didn't get to wash it. Um, 
Yeah, so I was wondering. I already talked to Will about this, but I was just wondering what you, Dan and Corey thought about their excitement for hockey being back. Um, I thought I was going to outright reject it, but now that football is really coming to a close, I am really I would be hurting for paying attention to sports. So, I don't know. I'm going to – it's hard to say. I heard, and I don't know where I heard this, but someone's – I don't know if someone tweeted it, but – the NHL is possibly looking at ga- looking at giving Game Center, uh, Game Center Live for free. Oh, that would be awesome to fans for, you know, an apology for I their guess. bullshit. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I would take that as apology accepted. Here, know? here's an argument. One of the guys on sports radio was talking about in Buffalo. He was like, you know, he's like, he doesn't understand why people would just fully reject the NHL. He's like, you know, it's something that you enjoy. Yeah, it's not something that is like has to be given to you it's just something that happened yeah, it's to be there yeah you love it why not just accept it back take the 48 games you have yeah. enjoy it he's like i fully understand how greedy they're all being and shit like that but what are you gonna do you yeah. know what i mean like you love it so yeah. just be a part of it and be excited for it i decided i wasn't gonna buy any apparel or spend any money right. on anything uh nhl related this year uh if i do watch games they'll probably be on the internet right um, well, I don't have TV, so I would have to be on the internet or the ones on NBC, um, because usually I do subscribe to the Game Center Live. Being a, a Nashville Predators fan, they're they're an out of market team, so yeah. I can watch their games on Game Center. But I I probably won't do that this year. Maybe next year. Um, and then you know I, we have fantasy, so I have to at right. least somewhat pay attention to it. The other thing that I'm excited about for the shortened season is that it's all going to be in conference games yep. and probably mostly in division. Yeah. Which will be There's awesome. going to be a lot of in-division games. A lot of hatred. So, that I mean, all those games mean a ton. A ton. And it's only you... uh, divisional matchups and uh, conference rivals. Yeah. But those are the only games that will be played. That's yeah. awesome. I like, almost makes me wish they did a short season every season. But uh, Some people want, like, a like a 50-game season. I don't think it's a terrible idea. I really don't. Um, Not at all. Every game matters, and if you get off to a hot start, yeah. you're probably going to make the playoffs. You know, um, the only thing that's going to suck what I was talking about with Will is that, you know, with, there's going to be games, literally like teams are playing every other day. Yeah. Could make for some pretty shitty hockey, sloppy, a lot of injuries. Tired. You know? So I don't know. I'm excited that it's back because I was, I told Will, I was like, I, last year I watched damn near every Sabres game and I was really getting into it, you know? So I'm excited that it's back and I've completely lost interest in baseball, so. (laughs) Me too. I'd like to say I didn't, but I did. And, and the NBA. I mean, I never had interest in that, so. Right. But I'm excited. Yeah. And I think, as far as my week, I'm in the process of moves, moving, which blows. And, yeah, I think that's about it, Dan. All right, I was just double-checking to make sure we're still recording. Cause yeah, oh, that would have remember, that, remember that one time it froze? Yeah, sure do. We had to record the entire segment again. Uh, you were drunk. No. No, we were compl- I was completely sober. Was I drunk? I don't probably. think so. <laughs> yeah, probably Corey was drunk. I don't know. Will, how's your week? Uh, not a whole lot. A ton of schoolwork because I'm falling behind in one specific class, trying to catch up. And, you know, the news with hockey. I was telling Eric that I'm not the least bit excited for it to come back. I'm going to pay attention more to the AHL and other leagues. Okay. I've decided. I'm probably going to do the draft for our league and that's about it. All right. Why? 
I don't know. I'm really upset about how long You're it took. You're still at that age where you think it matters? No, it doesn't matter. I know that, but I can find hockey elsewhere. I don't need yeah. to really pay attention to the NHL. I don't believe that for a second. I'm going to do it. Well, just don't care, Will. Just let it happen. I don't I don't know. I'm upset about how greedy everything was, and I just, I don't, I don't know. Don't like it. I know I you guess. guys are excited for it, but I could care less. All right. And I'm also really upset because Binghamton's team's going to get dismantled. And their yeah. team's got the best winning percentage in the AHL. Yeah, that is kind of stinky. Mm-hmm. How's Rochester doing, do you know? I have no idea. But I was looking through the other teams, and Oklahoma City has Jordan Eberle, uh, Justin Schultz, Taylor Hall, uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. <laughs> they're they're going to have nobody. Well, me and Will were talking about it, and you know, do you think people in Oklahoma City even knew what they had there? Probably, probably not. not no, <laughs> they, that's probably, like Oklahoma City has a huge following for the Thunder. Like they yeah. are, they have some, I guess, some of the best fans in the NBA. I guess they're known for the atmosphere at their uh-huh. games, so huh. they probably didn't didn't pay attention to no. hockey. That's too bad because those are the future NHL superstars. Who'd you say was down there? Jordan Eberle, who is leading the AHL I know, points. Eberle, I had him on my fantasy team. Mm-hmm. Justin Schultz, who's a defenseman, rookie defenseman, Plus second he... in the league in scoring. Taylor Hall, who played like fifteen yeah, less I games have him than on them, my team too. who had like close to forty points, and then Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who played probably like fifteen games and went over to the junior World tournament juniors. and was going to come back, but. Oklahoma City's going to have nobody. I'm, I'm very excited to see if uh, the Sabres' first-round pick makes a team. Grigorenko. Oh, uh, yeah. He's been just ripping up the juniors. Nice. He's averaging, at one point, it was almost two points a game. That's he's awesome. tearing it up. And they, he is coming to camp, so and they need centers really bad. Uh-huh. So I'm excited for that. Cool. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we're, my dad was telling me some of the players that are going to go up for the, the uh, training camp, the like week-long practice or whatever for the NHL. And for Binghamton, both the goalies are going up, and like that's, that's, the that hurts. Yeah, the Silverberg, who's the leading scorer on the team, Andre Benoit, who's the best defenseman on the team, Mike Hoffman is going up. Like it's all of our best players. And yeah. I'm just like, ah, oh, that does kind of suck. So I mean, I I knew like if the NHL came back, they knew that they would have to go go up to the NHL. So I mean, I can't be upset about that, but I don't know. Uh-huh. I'm just upset with the whole situation. Yeah. Okay. That's other than that. All right, Corey, what do you got for us? Well, speaking to hockey, there's a pretty good Knicks and Nets game uh, coming up on the 21st. Playoffs? Knicks and Nets are playing? 21st. Are you are you actually excited? No. Oh. <laughs> are there no. any playoffs yet? No, I'm excited for hockey. Uh, good. I'm I like glad. Dan, you know, I kind of I kind of want to uh, – not be but i am you know especially as a rangers fan it's kind of hard not to be excited this year i heard that scoff and being, <laughs> but, where, uh, being, being where you are too yeah being, being a part of know, it 15 minutes on the train away from msg is, is kind of kind of kind of special yeah uh, but i will say you know just speaking to, to the idea that uh, uh you know what's the point in doing like a fan strike I just feel like, like what Will said, you know, there's a lot of greed exchanged back and forth, and and the fans are part of the business transaction too. You know, they're the ones. Cons- and I don't think the idea of like a fan strike is comes from a feeling of entitlement, like oh, you know, we're entitled to this. That I feel like it's it's the little man's way of saying we're part of this too. You know, yeah, because it's, it's more of a, it's their it's, more, it, it's our money that they're fighting over. 
Yeah, and it's it's just more of a statement, and, and, and you know, people, most people won't uh, do the the fan strike or whatever because that's just the way people are. People have short attention spans, and most people aren't very wise consumers, so they're just gonna hop right back on it, and that's all fine. But it'd be nice, you know, if if they felt it a little bit because yeah. it's the fans' way of saying like we really love hockey, we pay for it, don't let it happen again because you know, we're going to, we're going to keep trying to hit you in the pocketbook. Yeah. So you always hope there's a little bit of a fallout from that, but I don't know if that's the case. And like, like Dan said, if, if they do give game center away for free, that'd, that'd be awesome. I don't have case, so I don't get it for free, but for all the people that do, I think, I think that would be a, uh, worthwhile. Well, well you would get it on the internet, right? Yeah, game center is the inner, the internet one center ice is TV. Oh, right. Game center is the internet one. Yeah. So I would be able to use it. Unless I was mistaken and it was Center Ice, which I hope not, because that doesn't do me any good. Well, Center Ice is uh, actually not owned by the NHL. Oh, okay, it's run by someone else. Yeah, I heard that the other day. So it probably would be Game Center then. The NHL yeah. just licenses out the the games to uh, whoever owns Center Ice. Okay, so it probably would be Game Center that they would give away for free then. Makes sense to me. Huh. All right, well, we'll keep you posted. If if I hear any more about that, we'll let you know. Uh, Ricky yeah. J also full slate of games this year. Oh yeah, yeah, very exciting. <laughs> I heard Ilya Kovalchuk isn't coming back to the Devils. Yeah, so there's a few a shit about. There's that. a few people that aren't coming back. <laughs> Poor Devils. Not Snovsky to the Islanders. Yeah, well, that's no surprise. Yeah, I don't know, man. The Islanders they show some uh, some, some promise. It's not yeah. the team. I don't think. I think it's everything else around. Like the, I apparently the arena is just garbage. The Barclays oh, Center. No. no, they're not the going Nass- to Barclays for another couple of years. Yeah, it's 2015, oh, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the old barn where yeah. they play now. Yeah. Yeah, Justin said it's a hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of the players are really unhappy with that. So. Well, I mean, yeah, but you're moving in a couple of years to well, a brand I, new place. Vizhnovsky, it's his first year with the team. He played for LA. LA and Anaheim, so he's coming from Southern California oh, to Long Island. Don't be such a fucking premium. No, I, I, I'm with you. You know, I'm with you. And you're playing a sport for a living. I Fuck know, off. Really? Yeah. I'm Here with I you. am, bending my ass over at a grocery store every day. Fuck you. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. The arena you don't play isn't nice enough. <laughs> yeah, it isn't nice enough for you. Unreal. That's that's like Eric <laughs> refusing to go to the store because it's right. Messy. It's, it's like me uh, refusing to work at the Giant. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just not up to my standard of supermarket. <laughs> Now that you, when you put it like that, Eric, it kind of, I kind of feel like you would say, I'm not working here. Well, yeah, but only because the they wouldn't pay me the amount of money that I make where I work. That's the only reason. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, yeah, that, your store has a pretty high standard of quality. Yeah, it does, yeah. But, you know, like I said, I do want to get down for a game at the old barn with uh, my friend Justin yeah, before they crush Islanders it. Yeah, he's Islanders fan. Big Islanders fan. We got, Corey, we ought to go down for Islanders Rangers. Uh, if I'm seeing an Islanders Rangers well, game, well, Corey, uh, let's let's do a home and home. I'll do a home and home. I'd love to do that, man. That'd be great. We can get good deals on tickets. Get real drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's Absolutely. the other thing I want to mention. I I started rewatching Trailer Park Boys with my girlfriend because she's never watched it. What a fucking awesome show that is! Right, nice. Oh, oh yeah. God, I love it. Good stuff. All right, Corey, what else you got? Uh, eh, just the hockey stuff. Uh, I had the weekend off 
from things, so I got to play some video games over the weekend. That was cool. That was pretty nice. I played Dear Esther, uh, Mark of the Ninja, uh-huh. lots of Dragon's Dogma, uh-huh. a little bit of Guild Wars too. Um, so I got some some games to talk about. I'm I'm excited about. But, Excellent. Uh, yeah, that's that's my week. Okay, uh, I'll go real quick. I weighed myself finally for the first time last week because I'm starting a diet. I weigh 271 pounds, which shocked me. I guessed I would weigh around 250, but 271 was the starting number. Uh, me and my wife are doing Weight Watchers. Um, we're not the type of people that go to the meetings, though. I don't need um, support. I don't need support from other people to lose weight. And actually, she she told me some funny stories about uh, about the weight because she she went to a couple way back when we did it before our wedding. Um. And uh, she said people would go in there and tell, like, sob stories of, uh, like, she said some person got up and was telling the story how she woke up in the middle of the night and mixed herself a bowl of brownie batter and just ate it. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like... She sounds hot. Well, I was like, that's a great idea. I would never would have thought of that. That's a great idea. So, yeah, we we, we don't need that kind of support. So, um, But we're doing Weight Watchers. Um, I I tried dieting last year at this time. Uh, a few things are different now, though. One that I don't that she buys all the food, so we're not going to have any unhealthy food in the house. Frozen pies. Yeah, no, I ate so many of those over Frozen over pizza. over uh, Christmas break. Sure. Holy crap! Um, so yeah, she buys all the food, so there's only healthy food in the house. Um, but I weighed myself this morning, and I weighed two seventy or two. Uh, not 273, 263.5 oh, wow. or something. So I lost like seven and a half pounds. Nice. That and weight comes off you pretty easy. Yeah, it does. It really does. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I started walking on the treadmill and watching Firefly. I have one more episode to go on Firefly. I'll actually talk about Firefly later because it's, it's included in one of, the, uh, one of our feedbacks. So I'll get a little more into that later. Have you just been walking on the treadmill? Yeah, um, for like an hour. Okay. Uh, I I have to lose weight before I can run. It's too, way too hard on yeah. my knees. I t- I think I said a couple weeks ago that I ran yep. right that one time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't run since then. Yeah, it's it's hard, man. Fuck, I thought I was dead. Yeah. Uh, I I I mean, I got to the point where I was in. You know, I could run decently, but like I said, it would hurt my knees. So I do need to lose weight, especially now because I'm fatter than I've ever been. So it's a uh, hundred and fifty pounds of undigested red meat. Well, yeah, could be, could very well be. Speaking of Firefly, Dan, just briefly, did you guys hear about the Firefly MMO? Yeah, I'm confused on whether that's a joke or not. It's not. So what happened was there were reports of it coming out. I guess there's like a Facebook page and some other stuff, and and it looked kind of silly, which led a bunch of video game publications to say, oh, it's a hoax. Yeah. And then like the people that made it were like offended, and they're like, no, this is, <laughs> this is our game we're trying to make. Well, that's good. And, you know, yeah. if it, uh, is it like indie an indie game or? The yeah. Pr- the, okay, that's cool. It's, I think it's a you know like a fan kind of fan serviced game. Okay, well, that's so, cool. Yeah, I, I haven't really looked at much of it, so yeah. Know, but yeah, that'll be it'll be interesting to see how it comes out. And then the only uh, the only other thing I have real quick that I wanted to say is I played a lot of FTL this week, so I'll talk about that later. Um. But before we go any further, we should probably take our break and uh, get on with our main segment. So we'll be right back right after this. 
Welcome back, everybody, to episode 77 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are doing our 2013 Games Preview Part 2, which has the unscheduled releases on it. So uh, we'll get started right away. Uh, these will be in alphabetical order, too. Easier that way, because uh, obviously there's no strict release date, so alphabetical order was the easiest way to go about it. Uh, the first game is Amnesia, a Machine for Pigs. It's the Part 2 to Amnesia Dark Descent. Uh, it's I think it has the same main character, but a different storyline. Uh, no approximate date, but it's supposed to be out for Windows and Mac. So there's that. Uh, Animal Crossing, New Leaf, approximate date spring uh, for 3DS. Meh. Animal Crossing, Will? Mm, pass. Not a fan? No. Okay. Uh, Battlefield 4, I'm assuming that'll come out in the fall. It says Windows, Xbox 360, PS3, but it may be for the next generation systems. I assume not. No, no, I did not. (laughs) No Wii U. (laughs) I assume simultaneous, like 360, next generation Xbox, PlayStation 3. Yeah, it'll probably come. I mean, it'll definitely come out on the 360 and PS3, um, and then maybe a launch title on the new systems if they end up coming out later than this game's release date. Mm -hmm. That's what I would assume it would happen. Yeah. I've got a bit a bit about Battlefield 4. Let's hear it. Uh, very little is known. Okay. <laughs> Killer bit. Uh, yeah, I haven't... So I, I guess if you pre-ordered the limited edition of Medal of Honor Warfighter, you get early access to the Battlefield 4 beta. Wow. Which is probably not very many people. It's going to be like five people playing that sick beta. Is that Medal of Honor Warfighter for PC? Uh, I don't know. Because that game already came out. Yeah, if, if if you pre-ordered it. Oh, you I get see. Access to the, the beta. Okay, oh, yeah, cool. probably not many people. Nope. All right. I mean, if you're buying the limited edition of Medal of Honor Warfighter, you're probably a developer of the game. Yeah. Or sure. or family member of the developer <laughs> of the game. Or just, or just a loser. raging loser. Yeah. <laughs> I liked that game. That too. No, you didn't. <laughs> Nobody liked that game. <laughs> The people that made it didn't like it. You'd think. I've never wet, played it. So. How poorly it was received. It's, it uh, looked it's cool. Like the Antichrist. It, it, so- <laughs> it sounded cool too. It ruined like, oh, all I their lives. This baby, but uh, I'm gonna hate it once it comes out. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Next game on the list: Beyond Two Souls. It's supposed to come out in quarter one, and that's for PS3. That's the one. One of the hits of uh, E3 last year. The one that has uh, what's her face. Uh, Ellen Page, yes. She's the kind of the inspiration for the female character, does the voice and a lot of the mannerisms and stuff. I think, did they map her face too and with those things? Okay, mocap, that's what it is. Yeah, so. One of the ones I'm excited for. Yeah, it looks cool. Um, Seeing the trailer too didn't really give away even kind of close to what it's about, but it just seemed cool. There's this mysterious force that Mm -hmm. supposedly is tied tied to her character in the game and. I don't know. It's, it looked awesome. It does. So. Yep. That's one I'm excited about. Is that actually. the the same company that made Heavy Rain? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's the spiritual successor. Right. 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 Word. Uh, next on the list is Carmageddon Reincarnation. It's supposed to come out in February. Um, no hard release date yet. Obviously, that's for Windows, Mac, and Linux. Vehicular combat game. Uh, next on the list, Castlevania: Lord of Lords of Shadow Two for Windows, Xbox 360, and PS3. Corey? No, I have nothing on that. Uh, I did play Castlevania Lords of Shadow. I think we talked about it last week, though. I don't know what, what's 
what's different about is it the mirrors of fate no it's lords of shadow 2 lords of shadow oh so it's a it's a sequel yeah okay uh yeah i don't i don't know anything about that other than i really liked uh lords of shadow so okay cool uh command and conquer is next on the list uh no release window for windows command and conquer obviously uh old PC, and I think they even had some console strategy games. Yeah, wasn't yeah. Graham a big Command & Conquer guy? Yeah, Graham was big on Command & Conquer. I, I played one of the, I had one of the Command & Conquer games, I feel like, for a console. PlayStation. You did, yeah, I remember Was it that. PlayStation? Yep. I think so. Okay. Yeah, it was a cool game. I was never into the Command & Conquer thing, but if it seems like a cool game when it comes out, I'll probably buy it. So, there's that. Company of Heroes 2. Uh, quarter one, quarter two, we're not sure. It all depends on what goes on with THQ. Um, for Windows, it's a real-time strategy, obviously, set in World War II. This game takes place in the eastern front between the Germans and the Russians, uh, which was an exceptionally brutal battle. Uh, as I said, if you want a little background on the how brutal it was, listen to Dan Carlin's Hardcore History four-parter on the Ghosts of the Ost Front. Uh, it gives you kind of an idea of what went on between the Germans and the Russians. I can't wait for that game. Yeah, uh, Russian it seems... winter, man. It's an ugly thing. Well, uh, it was, yeah, it wasn't just that. You listened to it, I'm sure, Corey, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just crazy things happened. That's what beat Napoleon. Well, yeah. Yeah, it was. Russian winter. Yeah, it's like uh, General Winter, I think they call him. Yeah, I like that. Actually, in the game, they said that when it starts snowing, your players need to get inside, or your yeah, soldiers but, need to get inside, otherwise they'll start to die. Yeah, you get attrition damage from being out in the harsh conditions. Yeah. From snow? Yeah. In the game. That's silly. Which is awesome, I think. I think that's awesome, too. It's realistic. Yeah. Um, I have the first company heroes on PC, and I'll, I'll probably actually download that and play it for next week. I do have to play that one before... Company Heroes Two comes out, so we'll play it, right? Yeah, it's awesome. I haven't yeah. played a lot of it, but from what I played, I love it. Yeah, it's a it, it's a different strategy, real time strategy game because I don't think I've ever played one based around World War Two. No, it's harder, I think. Too. Yeah, I do, I do like real time strategy games a lot. Yeah, Company Heroes, man. I, I and anyone that I know that has played it absolutely loves Has it, that so. only PC? Yes. Your computer yeah. can probably run it, though. Yeah, the first company, Heroes. It's cheap now, too. I got no time to play anything I already have. Right. <laughs> There's True. that problem, too. True. Just uh, wanted to add a couple things, Dan. Uh-huh. features the Soviet Red Army as a new faction yeah. uh, that wasn't in the first COH. And their True Sight technology, which I guess better simulates troop line of sight based on the environment and the unit type. Okay. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that how much line of sight should matter in a in a RTS that's, you know, top well, down for you. Well, it, it it's not that it matters on the battlefield. You know, if you're if you're in a trench, obviously you, you know you're not going to be as easy to hit. I just feel so, like all that stuff should be simulated in a game like this. Well, I think I think that I think they're saying it it is, right? That's what they're going. No, I mean I mean like it shouldn't it shouldn't be something you have to worry about. You know, almost like like in D and D, when it's just like one of the, the skills you have, passive skill or whatever. Yeah, but just just the idea of line of sight being something I need to concern myself with. Like, if line of sight is an issue for my unit, then it should figure it out on its own. Like, I shouldn't have to move a tank a little bit because there's a tree in the way. Well, I I, I mean, 
Yeah, but like uh, at the same time, you know, using hills and stuff to your advantage is a big thing. You know, if you can place your tanks a little bit behind a hill and have them fire over and have it come down on the other side, you know. And that's all well and good, but to me that should just come down to a modifier. Like if your tank's positioned in a favorable place, then uh, you get a little bonus. I don't know. Uh, I I like the line of sight thing. I think that's a great idea. Me too. I'd have to see it in action. Yeah. Well, because as I said, it, it ma- you know, if you're just getting a negative modifier, when in reality it could never be hit based on the location, because it's, you know your <laughs> mortars are set up behind a hill. You know. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. All right. But I disagree. Okay. Uh, next on the list, Dark Quarter One Windows Xbox 360 Stealth Action RPG. Anyone know anything about Dark? No. Okay. Uh, The Dark Eye Demonicon. Early in the year. uh, Windows, Xbox 360, RPG, anything? Sounds like a really nerdy computer (laughs) role-playing game. Yeah. Uh, Deadpool for Xbox 360 and PS3. Dead State December for Windows. Deadpool? Are we still talking about Deadpool? No, that's Dead State. I was going to – Deadpool. Oh, uh, Deadpool. Third-person action game by Activision, it, PS3 and 360, based on the Marvel character okay. with the same name. I was not familiar with Deadpool at all. I know Deadpool. You do? Yeah. Okay. Will, you like Deadpool, don't you? Nope. Haven't even played it. No, Deadpool, the character. Don't know who that is. Didn't you play as Deadpool in, like, Marvel's uh, Ultimate Alliance or something? No, I played as the, like, White Knight dude. Yeah, I don't. Okay. I don't know my characters very well. Maybe it will. I did play as Deadpool. Okay. Uh, anything else on Deadpool, Corey? Nope. Okay. Nothing on Dead State. No. Destiny. Nope. That's a uh, fall release for Xbox 360 and PS3. Third-person shooter. Uh, Devil's Third. Windows, Xbox 360, PS3. Is that the third-person shooter? It's on a grid, and that's a little hard to read. Uh, Dragon's Crown, PS3, PS Vita, uh, Edge of Twilight, Quarter 2, Windows, Xbox 360, PS3, The Elder Scrolls Online, Windows and Mac, MMORPG, Open World. Do you have anything on that, Corey? Oh, yeah. It takes place in Tamriel. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. You're still in your continent of Tamriel a millennium before the events of Skyrim. It's a long time yeah. before Skyrim. The Daedric Prince Molag Ball tries to conquer all of Tamriel, oh, okay. uh, and your character, you join any one of these three factions fighting for the throne. There's the Aldmari, Dominion, which is the Atmir, the Bosmer, and the Khajiit. Uh, the Daggerfall Covenant is comprised of the Bretons, the Red Guards, and the Orcs, and the Evenheart Pact is the Dunmar, Dunmer, the Nords, and the Argonians. So those are the factions. The line's been drawn your poison uh, apparently been in development since 2007 wow which kind of makes me a little less unsure about it I, I feel like especially for an elder scrolls game that's been in development that long i feel like there must be a lot of care that's going into it because uh-huh. uh, when they first announced it i was like yeah i don't i don't know as much as i want some kind of online aspect to my Elder Scrolls games, I don't know if this is what I want. Uh, but, you know, the fact that it's been in development so long kind of makes me feel a little bit better about it. Mm-hmm. You, those kind of games you gotta you gotta take your sweet time with. Yeah, definitely. Okay. 
Bell, you got it for that one? Yep. All right, you wrote. Okay, you wrote. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll be covering that in weeks to come. Yeah. Once more details come out about it. Uh, Europa Universalis 4, uh, quarter 3 for Windows, strategy game. Obviously, there's been other Europa Universal Solace. Universalis. Yeah, Easy whatever. For you to say. Yeah, that's <laughs> a difficult one. Uh, I've never never played any of these games, but they're they're pretty well regarded strategy games. So, uh, Fortnite is next on the list for Windows. It's a survival horror game. That's the one that's being done by Epic. They're, I don't know if if overall, but they, Cl- Cliffy B, the the former Epic guy, said they kind of wanted to get away from the bro gamer games a little bit. So, can you um, blame a guy? No. No, so Fortnite is the game that uh, that they're coming out with, and it's a little hard to explain. But it's it like I said, he said it's a survival horror game. It's supposed to have good co-op, Ooh. and I guess during the day you kind of can go out and gather resources and bring them back and build up your fort, and then you you try to defend it all night. That sounds awesome. Yeah, uh, it seems. What platform is this? Windows, I think. Fuck. Yep, just Windows. <laughs> Eric, it's I'm time, man. I'm going to quit fucking playing video games all together. <laughs> it's time, man. I'm not getting a PC. <laughs> uh, so that's Fort Corey, did you have anything on Fortnite? No. Okay. No, it's pretty cool, though. I'm, I'm, uh, I want one of those games, you know? I yeah. want a good co-op game that's yeah. a good time sink, and that sounds like one of them. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Fuse. Supposedly coming out in March for Xbox 360 and PS3. It's an action game. Grand Theft Auto V. Slated for quarter two for Windows, Xbox 360, PS3. Uh, I've heard it's supposed to come out in May. That's that seems to be what everyone thinks. So what's it called? Grand Theft Auto Five. Huh. Never heard of it. No, me neither. Uh, it's supposed, awesome, to, supposed to take place in in a city much like Los Angeles. Yeah, I got a little bit on it. If you okay. Want to, to run away with it. Yeah, go ahead. Continues the fictional universe established in GTA Four, uh, which is San Andreas, set in Los Santos. Features three playable protagonists, Michael, Trevor, and Franklin, who are all criminals working together, but they each have a unique background. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, outside of missions, when you're just kind of causing mayhem, uh, you can swap between the characters and choose which one you want to play as. The biggest thing, huh, pardon the fun, the biggest thing <laughs> about this game is the size of it. The game world is larger than Red Dead Redemption, GTA San Andreas, and GTA 4 combined. Oh, well, that's pretty big. That's giant. Uh, even the ocean floor can they're, be explored. They're not going to... Damn it. That sounds cool. <laughs> the ocean floor exploration does sound cool, but, Dan, you know there won't be dick down there. I know. They'll tell you that, so you buy it. Yeah, explore right. it. Oh. Then there won't be anything. They're tickling my fancy with that. Dan, don't do Dan. it. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. What? How does that tickle your fancy? You know me in underwater exploration. Yeah, it's awesome <laughs> in Guild Wars, but you think it'll be good in Grand Theft Auto? You think it'll live up to Guild Wars... Ocean floor exploration? Probably not, but I did it a lot in Skyrim and, and uh, EverQuest 2. Such a good game. No, you're right, but that's something that I always like to do is explore underwater. I saw a little twinkle in Dan's eye when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear it, it in his voice. It tickled my fancy a bit, too. I'm not going to lie, Corey. Yeah, but... that seems cool. But I, it'll like with anything Grand Theft Auto, I think it always sounds better, and yeah. the execution is never as as good as it sounds, so... Yeah, like the world's gonna be huge, but like, okay, so I have more area more, more space. to blow cars up. Yeah, in. more space to run people around, yeah. run people over. In. That sounds awesome. 
You're right. Well, and there's uh, you can't purchase property like you could in I forget which one did that, so that kind of eliminates that. Uh, you can also say sayonara to RPG elements that were present in San Andreas. Uh, there's costumes, which is always good. Huh. So Just, so it's it's bigger. It's a shiny turd. <laughs> shiny turd. Uh, let me finish, Dan. Okay. Some of the ex- activities. Hey, Dan. Oh, go ahead, Corey. You can engage in just kind of dicking around in the world is uh, yoga, triathlons, jet skiing, base jumping, tennis, golf, scuba diving, or you can go to the gym. Workout. Awesome. You know, a couple of those things sound cool, but it would only be fun like twice. Base jumping sounds cool. Base jumping cool. sounded yeah. cool. Uh, one of the other ones. Jet going, skiing. Going to the gym. Going, getting your swell on at the gym with your bros. <laughs> And, you know, the worst part about it is that stuff would be a lot of fun if there was character progression. Right. But if there isn't, what is the point in doing any of that? None, yeah. Corey. Yeah, like if you, if you could incre- increase your your character's hand-to-hand combat strength by going to the gym, fine. But if right. it doesn't do anything, what's the point? It'll be a mini-game, probably. Yeah. Probably Set up a bro dates. Yeah. One. Bro dates at the gym. Somebody spot me. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, okay. There's multiplayer. Yeah, who cares about that? Uh-huh. No, the multiplayer is actually kind of fun. Have any of you guys tried the multiplayer in GTA? I did it once in, in Grand Theft Auto 4. Uh, I just shot some people. That's all I remember. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool. It's it's just fun. To, I mean, dicking around, like we've always said, is fun for a little while. But uh, if you want to get a little more out of it, dick around with somebody else. And, you know, you get an, another couple hours before you get bored. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. That's my piece on GTA Five. We'll probably cover that. All right. Next on the list: Grid Two, Quarter One, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, PS Three, and Windows Action Roll. Well, no, that's racing. Never mind. Grim Dawn. Next on the list: August Windows uh, Action Role Playing Hack and Slash. Can uh, I ask something real quick? Yeah, go I'm for it. Say, this is a little off topic, that's but fine. since I wasn't here last week, are any of you interested in Devil May Cry? No, mm, no. I'm not. Alright, go on. It's not Cor- my game, homie. Yeah. No, I've that's something that has been completely off my radar. Okay. So uh, whatever. I've heard it's good though. I've heard uh you know, if it's your thing, give yeah. it a shot, but yeah. it's just not not for me. Yeah. Uh Kill Zone Mercenary for PS Vita, first person shooter. Obviously in the Kill Zone universe. is it do you know if it's supposed to be specific to the PS Vita or not? I didn't even know they were making another kill zone. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Lego City Undercover, quarter one Wii U 3DS action adventure game, open world. Uh, Lego City Undercover was one of the games I thought looked awesome for the Wii U. Like any Lego game, it's a, but it's set in a city, and you're kind of like an, a detective. You can go undercover, track down criminals. It's open world, too, which I um, always like the open world games. Uh, it seems to use the, the gamepad, the Wii U. What's the controller called? Is it the gamepad? Gamepad. Okay, I had it right. The it seems to use the gamepad well. Um, at least it did in the demos that I saw. I don't know. We'll we'll see once once it comes out. But yeah, it was one of the games that really interested me for the Wii U. Uh, just to pop in here because I did have some things to say about that. It's uh, the first actually. I didn't know this. The first Lego game published by Nintendo. Really. The the others were all third party. Uh, yeah. Warner Brothers yeah. published. Okay. Uh, also developed by TT Games, which made a bunch of 
which made pretty much all the Lego games. So it'll be interesting to see if they can kind of break outside of their comfort zone uh-huh. uh, because this is a very different type of game. Before they were just licensing whatever and, and making a game based off that, but this is kind of its own thing. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be cool. Yeah, and like Dan said, you play as undercover cop Chase McCain hunting down criminals. Uh, there's disguises you pick up, which to me disguises in the Lego in, in the Lego universe is really kind of cool because uh, at its base, like it's just that one little yellow head, and then yeah. you can you know swap out that head. So to me, it just kind of makes sense that you know whatever disguise you put on your Lego dude uh, will it, provide him with additional abilities. Yeah. There's also vehicles to pilot, and you can lo- use loose bricks to build various objects, which I keep going back to Minecraft. They fucking missed the boat, and they should did Minecraft before Minecraft did Minecraft. Yeah. Because, I mean, if, if they had, like, a mechanic like Minecraft where you just had blocks and you could just build whatever you wanted, that'd be awesome. Yeah, especially in a game form where you didn't have to buy all the blocks. Right. And... and, and my guess is that it won't really be like that. It'll be kind of like it is in uh, in the other games. games yeah. Where, you know, there's a pile of blocks and you just hold a button to build up a, a predetermined object. Yeah. But I don't know. Don't quote me on that. It would right. be great to see if there was some sort of customization ability with what you can do with the blocks. That I think that would be really unique and, and cool. Agreed. Okay. Uh, next on the list is Lego Marvel Super Heroes, which is funny because... Two episodes ago, I had thought there was already a Lego Marvel superheroes, but apparently there wasn't. It was just announced like last week. So I, when two weeks ago, when uh, Idaho Jake asked us if, if we had thought there would be any cool ideas for a Lego game, I had, I, like I said, I had already thought that there was a Lego Marvel superheroes game. Would be there, a cool one. there wasn't. I don't know if they listened to this podcast and decided to yeah, make it. Yeah, did you say on here that you thought it'd be cool, and then I, I thought there already was one. Okay. And then well, a week later, they announced it. Then they so, do listen to the podcast. I think so. No, they do. I can confirm. Okay. That. Or maybe we have insider information. Maybe. So yeah, that's coming out for every system: Wii U, 3DS, DS, Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and PlayStation Vita. That's a bad sign. What? when something comes out for every system, including handhelds. Well, I think that's standard for LEGO games, right? I don't know. Will? Sure. Did well, the LEGO Lord of the Rings on pretty much every platform? I don't think it's on hand, PC. I don't think handheld, okay. but I think everything else. I know it's on PC. Okay. Um, that's supposed to come out in the fall. So, Next on the list is Lightning Returns, Final Fantasy 13 for PS3 and Xbox 360. Corey? Yeah, yeah. Uh, action RPG published by Square Enix concludes the trilogy. The events of the game only span 13 days, but there's a time mechanic involved. Uh, the game is world-driven, which the way it was described to me is that things happen in the game, certain events and in in, in, in occurrences, I guess would be the way to put it, happen no matter where, your, your play, where the player is in the game. Uh, it's it's going to happen whether they're there or not, which is kind of cool to me that, you know... You can miss things. Game, you'll miss things, and you might want to play through again to see what they are. I yeah. like that, too. I do, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the director promised that it would be the most complete and polished in the series, which I kind of hope so, because it's also the only trilogy in the series. You know, they have all the assets there. It's just a matter of putting everything together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lightning is the only playable character, which I'm fine with. I don't really like any of the characters. Lightning... Eh, 
she was good looking. Lightning McQueen, pixelated woman. Uh, but none of the none of the none of the characters for me were were all that cool in my opinion. So you know, if there's only one of them I can play as, I guess it's better than playing as a bunch of bad ones. Uh-huh. Has a similar battle system to the last two, which a lot of people really love. I'm just lukewarm on it. I think it's fine. I don't think it's as revolutionary as everybody makes it out to be. Uh, I've talked about that a lot though, so I won't get into it again. But in the battle system, lightning can move freely, which is a little bit different. Uh, and you can map their her abilities to certain buttons rather than just going through menu to pick what she does. Still has a ATB, so it's still kind of turn-based, uh, which to me kind of sounds familiar to Final Fantasy XII's battle mechanic I talked about a few episodes ago, where you can move around freely and, and, and do attacks like that. So uh, certain action I talked about the time mechanics. Certain actions that you do in the game will move time forward or backwards. So uh, you know if you kill somebody, depending on who they are and the context surrounding it, it will move time forwards or backwards. Um, so you're kind of playing with time throughout the the entire entirety of the game, which could be cool, could be stupid. I don't know. We'll have to see. And your goal is to save the world. Imagine that. No. Yeah. That never happens in a Final Fantasy game. Or any game. (laughs) Okay. All right, next on the list is Lost Planet 3 for Windows, PS3, Xbox 360, third-person shooter. If you're familiar with the Lost Planet franchise, I played the first Lost Planet. I liked it, but it was not super memorable, I guess. Mm -hmm. I didn't really like it either. It was good, but it didn't... What's the difference between Lost Planet and uh, Dead Space? Uh, the only thing I remember about Lost Planet is it taking place on an icy place, mm. and uh, kind of the same thing, kind of like freaky. Yeah, eerie. yeah, it's eerie, and the stuff that you fight a lot of times is really, really big. <laughs> That's the only other thing I really remember from Lost Planet. Same here, Dan. I, I kind of want to go back and play the first one again. I, probably, uh, I won't, but I've got a little bit on this one. If you want me to run yeah, through it, yeah, go ahead. It's a prequel to Lost Planet Extreme Condition. Is that the first one? Uh, Extreme uh, Condition? Maybe. I don't know. I don't, That's just what I read. Probably. Uh, yeah, so it's a, it's a prequel to that in Lost Planet 2. It takes place on the same planet, but long before the events of those two games. Okay. It takes a more story-driven approach to the campaign, more similar to the first game rather than the second game. The setting uh, plot is that it's around the time when colonists first start to arrive at EDN, Three, I guess is the name of the planet, and the player follows Jim Payton, who is a colonist and a miner. Miner, M-I-N-E-R. Okay. Uh, and the antagonists are, again, the acrid, acrid aliens indigenous to the planet. Uh-huh. So. Alright. Uh, Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon, Quarter One, 3DS, obviously. Medieval Mayor for Windows. It's a city building game. Sounds cool. Metro Last Night supposed to come out in March for Windows, PS3, and Xbox 360. Obviously, the Metro, you know, if you play Metro 2033, it's supposed to be a uh, continuation of that game. That's all depends on what's going on with THQ. Yeah, we'll get into that a little bit in our roundtable. Yeah. Uh, but for, for this one, it's a post, post-apocalyptic first-person shooter. It is a sequel to Metro 2033. Mm-hmm. Uh, Publishing this was interesting because this is the biggest story surrounding this game, which is kind of sad. But uh, now Gamer <laughs> reported reported on uh, whether or not it will be on the Wii U. And 4A Games, the developer, uh, their chief technical officer Olesh Shishkov, 
told the publication that the Wii U has a horrible slow CPU. Uh, his colleague kind of reiterated the fact that the Wii U is not for Metro Last Light by saying, we couldn't justify the effort required. We had an early look at it. We thought we could probably do it, but in terms of the impact we would make on the overall quality of the game, potentially to its detriment, we just figured it wasn't worth pursuing at this time. That's awful. Huh. <laughs> So Metro Last Light not coming to Wii U, but maybe not coming to anything else, too. Right. That's like I said, possible. We'll, we'll talk about that in the next uh, segment. So. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Pikmin 3 is next on the list. It's supposed to come out in the spring for Wii U. Obviously, you know, people are familiar with the Pikmin games, the little the little, little critters that you send around. It's a re- real-time strategy game. Graham was a big Pikmin fan. Yeah, I, lo- I loved the first Pikmin. It was really hard, too. I didn't play the second Pikmin, but it was, it was, it was fun stuff. Uh, Planetary Night, Corey, you don't have anything on Pikmin, do you? Uh, just a little bit. Okay, go ahead. You can use one of two control schemes. One uses the gamepad, or the other uses the Wiimote. And Chuck, regardless of which one you choose, the over, you want to call it, minimap will appear on the Wii gamepad. This one is a little bit different in that you can use four liters instead of two, and there are also new rock and flying Pikmin. So a little bit different game mechanics, but uh, more Pikmin in general. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, next on the list is Planetary Annihilation. It's supposed to come out quarter two for Windows, real-time strategy game. Uh, Project Cars, quarter one for Windows, Wii U, PS3, Xbox 360, racing game. Puppeteer for the PS3. Uh, platformer, Rando- Rambo the Video Game. Windows, PS3, Xbox 360. A little late on the draw? <laughs> Not only late on the draw, but all the, you know, usually those officially licensed games are crap, so I can't imagine there's going to be a lot going on with that one. No. Let me just, well, let me click is, on Is it. there another Rambo movie coming out? Is that why a game's coming out? I'm clicking on it to find out. Upcoming first-person shooter game developed by Taeon and published by Reef Entertainment. A game is based on the Rambo film series. Puts a player in the role of John Rambo. <laughs> John Rambo. Did you guys see the most recent Rambo movie? No. Nope. I liked it. Was it good? I liked it. I liked the, the most recent Rocky movie, though, too. You so. did say that, Corey, and I haven't seen that one yet either. I loved all the Rockies except for Rocky Five. Yeah, yeah, this one's better than Rocky Five. Oh, well, my God, I would Rocky hope Bilbo, so. Rocky I think it's called. I, re- I really liked it. Okay. Next on the list, uh, Remember Me. It's supposed to come out in May for Windows, PS3, Xbox 360, uh, action-adventure game published by Capcom. Anything on that, Corey? Nah. I f- feel like I read something about that someplace. Yeah, that for some reason that rings a huge bell, but I just can't place it. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Roller Coaster Tycoon, quarter one for iOS and Android. Uh, obviously, Roller Coaster Tycoon. People know Roller Coaster Tycoon. Uh, go ahead, Corey. Were you going to say something? I wasn't going to say anything. Okay. Uh, Skylanders. I was, trying to, I was holding back chuckles. You're holding back what? <laughs> chuckle. chuckle. Oh, Chuckle. Um, Skylanders Unleash is next on the list. Supposed to come out in October for Xbox 360, PS3, Wii U, 3DS. Skylanders, we don't need to say anything about that. It's a very, very popular um, platformer action game. Mm-hmm. With Still the, want to try that. I do too with the little with the little figurines. Yeah. Definitely. Uh next on the list is Shadowrun Returns. 
supposed to come out in May or June for Windows, Mac, Linux, and iOS. It's a tactical role-playing game. I'm actually going to click on that. It's a shadow run. Huh? Uh, have you guys, are you, do you guys have any experience with Shadowrun at all? No. no. It's kind of an, an established uh, uh, license. Well, I want to buy it now just because of the one screenshot I clicked on. <laughs> wasn't, it, wasn't it like a D&D universe or something like that? It, uh, Cyberpunk ta- tactical role-playing game. Uh, it's an indie yeah. game, publisher led by Jordan Weisman. Creator of Shadowrun, tabletop role-playing game. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I do like those tactical games. Yeah, I find the older I'm getting, for whatever reason, yeah, I'm getting smarter in my, uh, finally. In my senior screenwriting class, somebody wrote a uh, Shadowrun script based on the Shadowrun established universe. Oh, really? We all teased him. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, okay. See, okay, it's coming back to me. I do remember um, Graham. I think Graham's older brother. Used to uh, be into the Shadowrun stuff. Did he? I think so. Spence? Old yeah. Spence? Yeah, I think so. If I remember correctly. Or at least I had heard of it from him. Anyway. Yeah. It's it's starting to come back to me a little bit. Uh, Yeah. So that seems cool. Uh, moving on. Shantae and the Pirate's Curse for 3DS platformer. <laughs> Will, are you getting that one? Probably. Okay. Sounds awesome. <laughs> Just from the name. Well, yeah, it does. Now, what platform is that? 3DS. That's why. Shantae? That's why Will has to get it. Yeah. For I, you, know, you know, for the life of me, I can't figure out why Shantae doesn't strike me as a pirate game. Uh, let's see. Plot following the events of Shantae Risky's Revenge, <laughs> which, uh, in which the genie is that girl Risky's with a Z. <laughs> that would be funny if it was but no in which the genie girl Shantae was forced to defeat the embodiment of her own powers quite powerful you know how much it is going to be probably 40 bucks I think that's how much new 3DS games are right oh, come on, that, that's, that's a steal. That's 35 steal. what if I bought that please do okay uh, next on the list South Park the Stick of Truth hey. supposed to come out in May once again, it's a THQ game, so we don't know. For Windows, PS3, Xbox 360, RPG, this is the game I am most looking forward to this year so far. I hope it doesn't disappoint. Um, I don't think it will, only because Matt and Trey are in complete control of what goes on with the game. So Just Before I forget, uh, my girlfriend watched a documentary. I don't know if any of you have seen it. Oh, Six uh, Days to Air? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, did you watch it? No. No, I'm, I I want to watch it. It's yeah, on my Netflix She watched list. it last night. She's a South Park fan. She, yeah. she thought it was pretty cool. Okay. Good, because I, I, I've been meaning to watch it. I just haven't gotten around to yeah. it. So. All right. Corey, what do you got for South Park? Uh, You know, I had it last week in my notes. Okay. But I don't have it this week. I'm calling up my notes right now because right, I did fine. have some stuff I wanted to chat with, a chat about it. Oh, yeah, right here. Uh, la, 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 la. Developed by Obsidian, which yep. is a good a good thing because they make decent RPGs. They made Fallout New Vegas yep. and uh, Knights of the Old Republic 2. Uh-huh. And like Dan said, Trey Parker and Matt Stone are writing the script, overseeing the project, and providing the voices. They are two very Geniuses. intelligent and creative and uh, successful men. So it's good to have them behind the project. Uh, so we'll see what happens. We're yeah. gonna we're, we'll talk a little bit about this too in the whole THQ thing because uh, technically THQ doesn't own this. No, this title it's uh it's they were th- just they were just publishing it. Yeah, they were just publishing it. It's a it's more of an Obsidian thing. So uh-huh. 
which that's is good. Safe. So that game will definitely come out. Yeah, that's that's safe. Good. I because I think this I think the game's going to be big. Um, I think anyone that watches South Park will be, be at least moderately interested in it. Um, and it sounds awesome. You apparently start off as the new kid in South Park. Uh, you know, and you, your whole I guess the whole quest of the game you're trying to be cool to, to the to the main <laughs> main kids in South Park. That's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it has, if you saw any of the like ones where they impersonate Lord of the Rings, that's kind of what they're going for. Um, it's uh, like an RPG. like Open you know. world, right? I don't know if it's open world or not. I know they, they had said they were going to take a lot from Skyrim. Okay. As it could, so. Okay. It could it could be. Um I know the battle system is like an old Final Fantasy battle system where oh. where you have your four characters That's cool. on your side and then you face, you know, whoever you're fighting against on okay. three or four characters. Um, but everything I've read about the game, it seems awesome, and I cannot wait for this yeah, game. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a purchase for me for yeah, sure. Must buy for me too. Can um, you imagine if that game won, like, Game of the Year? I hope it does. That'd yeah, be sweet. That would be awesome. The amount of freaking media awards those two jokers <laughs> from Colorado have won. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Dude, they're geniuses. Yeah. Yeah, they, they are. South Park is great. They're, they're up there with Corolla for me. Word. So, as I said, that's the original release date was March 5th. It did get pushed back. Um, I heard April. April? Oh, that'd be... I, caught, I read it April somewhere. That would be fantastic. I think if it comes out earlier, it'll be better for it, too. Right around Corey's birthday. Ooh, there you go. My birthday. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to, I feel like there was one other thing I wanted to say about the game, but... Yeah, we'll fill you in on more details as they become available. Uh, moving on. So, yeah, that like I said, that's the game I'm most looking forward to for this year. Cool, cool. Definitely. Uh, the next game on the list is Su- Su- Suvarium for Windows. It's an MMO FPS, which I always like that kind of game type. Uh, but the next game on the list kind of piques my interest. Star Wars 1313 for Windows, Xbox 360, and PS3. Uh, that was one of the games that wowed a lot of people at E3, too. A lot of people speculate, too, that it's not going to be for this generation consoles, but for next generation, just because the graphics were so incredible. It looked awesome. It. Yeah, it was awesome. So, yeah, this it's supposed to be a more gritty Star Wars game. It takes place on the 1313 level of Coruscant, and it either you play as a bounty hunter um, and, I don't know, action-adventure game. Looks sweet. Yeah. Corey? Uh, yeah, there's not much much more known than what you just said, but right. it looks awesome. And, yeah. uh, you know, like Dan said, more gritty a little. There's less lightsabers and yeah. blaster rifles and yeah. more just hard Star Wars universe. Yeah, it's supposed to be gritty and dark and, like, one of the more attractive things about the Star Wars universe, you know, as opposed to the flashy lightsaber battles. Do, do, do. Not that I don't like those, but, you know, I'm just saying. This is this is this will be the... It's Star Wars Galaxies, basically an action action adventure game. Keep that, open, that, Dan. What's that? Keep open. Well, <laughs> I'm just because it, it it's not focused around Jedi like everything else is, which Star Wars Galaxies was not. See what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Jedi are pussies. Well, not not just that, but that's you Two know pussies. 
that's the kind of the universally accepted thing from the Star Wars universe, but there's a lot more cooler things than Jedi from Star Wars. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, next on the list, Star Wars The Old Republic, Rise of the Hutt Cartel. That's supposed to come out for the spring. Expansion? Yep. Sweet. Uh, for Windows, obviously, Star Wars The Old Republic is an MMORPG, so that's just expansion to that game. Tales of Zillia for PS3. It's an RPG. Terra... Tearaway for PS Vita adventure game. The Cave supposed to come out in January for Windows, PS3, Xbox 360, and Wii U. That's a platform adventure game. The Walking Dead Survival Instinct for Windows, PS3, Xbox 360, first-person shooter. Oh, wait. Yeah. Is that the one I watched a video for the other day? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Look looks bad. Hell. It? Oh, it looks so bad. Really? Oh, God. Terrible. It's uh, based on the TV series rather than the comics, so okay. and it's uh, it's a prequel. Focuses on Errol and Merle as they fight their way to Atlanta. Oh, are those the, the two uh, rednecks? Yeah, brothers, yeah, the okay. two redneck brothers. The brothers. Uh, the actors that play them in the TV show are lending their voices, yeah. which is is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, developed by Terminal Reality, their last credit. Anybody want to guess what Terminal Reality's last credit is? Uh, whatever that game Dan was talking about with the Black Pirate. Shantae. Shantae. The genie. Close. Star okay. Wars Connect. Oh. A oh. real slobber really knocker at the box office. Titles to their name. Uh, Blood Rain was the one I the one I really recognized from the list. So uh, this is one I'd be wary about, to be honest. I don't really care for the premise. The gameplay video we watched was kind of bad. Oh, it was oh awful. yeah. Uh, huh. The developer is not a very well. Uh, uh, I don't want to say established because they've been around since the mid '90s, but uh, they're established just poorly. Yeah, they're not. They're not known for their their awesome their, games. Their quality. Their anything. If I had to put a, a asterisk next to one to say, eh, this would be it. Pass. The other Walking Dead okay. game's better anyway. All right. Uh, moving on before we fire up that argument again. <laughs> Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six. Patriots, Windows, PS3, Xbox 360, obviously the Tom Clancy, Rainbow Six games are tactical first-person shooters. So that's uh, number six in the list. Uh, there's also Tom Clancy Splinter Cell Blacklist. It's supposed to come out in quarter two for Windows, PS3, Xbox 360, action-adventure, third-person shooter, stealth game. <coughs> Corey, I think, weren't you interested in this one? It, just from the E3 gameplay video, it looked kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is another one that people were kind of worried about after watching the gameplay video. It's like, oh, it's too much action. But from what I hear, it's it's still pretty st- stealthy. It's still uh, it's still Splinter Cell, so don't lose hope just yet. Oh, uh, right. wait. Splinter Cell, I thought, looked awesome at E3. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it looked great. <coughs> yeah. I'm probably I'm going to buy that one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a quarter two is when it's supposed to come out. That's a Ubisoft title. That'll probably will come out in quarter two. So yeah. I look, I thought it looked actually from all the things I saw at E3, that was one of my favorites. Okay, excellent. Uh, anything else for that, Corey? No. Nope. Okay. Uh, Total War Rome Two October for Windows. Uh, another another entry in the Total War series. Turn based strategy, real time tactics. Um, Toki to Toa. Uh, PS3, it's an RPG. I don't know anything about that one. Wasteland 2, coming out in October, supposedly, for Windows, Mac, 
and Linux. That is a role-playing game. Wasteland 2, was that the one that was kickstarted? Yeah. Okay. Um, that was uh, kickstarted by, I don't remember who the indie developer was, but that's supposed to, supposed to be an indie game. In Exile? In Exile, yeah. Uh, and Obsidian, too. Okay. In Exile must be working on it with Obsidian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, so I got a little bit of the story on that. Uh, so, yeah, it's a post-apocalyptic turn-based tactical RPG developed by In Exile. It's a sequel to 1988's Wasteland, and it, which is actually the spiritual ancestor of the Fallout series. Yep. I didn't know that. Yeah, I did know that. Like Dan said, it's, it's another Kickstarter-funded game. But what they did is they did this little program called Kicking It Forward, and they took 5%. They're going to take 5% of... Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry. Five percent of the of the money that they made for their game, they're putting towards funding future Kickstarter projects. And already, they funded 55 games just of with their that own, little bit of money, or just yes. games in general, just uh, Kickstarter games. Wow, that's so cool. G- good on them for that. Yeah. It's uh, alternate history timeline. Nuclear Holocaust t- takes place in 1998. Uh, I guess a cluster of meteors sparks a nuclear war, which to me kind of sounds like. Meteors started hitting countries, and they assumed they were nukes, so they everybody fired off their their uh, cache of weapons. Uh-huh. And you Fuck play it, fire. As, yeah. <laughs> you play as the Desert Rangers, who are a group of former U.S. Army engineers who sought shelter in a prison when the shit hit the fan. Your parties consist of seven characters. Four are playable, three are NPCs. Uh, one thing I really like about it, just reading about it, is the choice of your skills and stats... Uh, an appearance of your character going into an algorithm and determines the individualized personality. That's of your awesome. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So you know, you, depending on the choose you the skill the choose you skills the skills you choose and how you make your dude look and what you put into his stats will determine how he behaves and stuff like that. That's pretty cool to me. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and I guess if the Obsidian said if they surpassed two million. Uh, Obsidian would join in to help out, and they met two million and surpassed it. So, Obsidian's on as well on that project. So that's a, that's a good one, uh, yeah. good one to watch for and be excited about. Yeah, I'll be get I'll be getting that game when it comes out. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Okay, uh, moving on. Watch Dogs uh, for Windows, PS3, and Xbox 360. It's an action adventure, open world stealth game. This was another one of the darlings of last year's E3. Um, a Ubisoft title. The one where the the dude was walking around, kind of kind of incognito and uh, on his cell phone, kind of disrupting communications. And then there's kind of a fight scene at the end in a rainy street. Uh, looked incredible. Yep. This is another one that they speculate could be on next generation systems. So excited or, for it. Or high end PCs. So. Yeah, I'm, that's the game. Speaking of E3, that's the one I was uh, most excited about coming out of E3. Yeah, I, I was blown away by how awesome that game looks. Yeah, and it's got uh, it's Ubisoft Montreal, so good developer. That's mm-hmm. a good sign. Uh, it's set in an alternate reality, Chicago, Illinois, where everything is controlled by what's called CTOS, which is Central Operating System. So the player controls Aiden Pierce, who is just a real badass hacker, and it centers on his. The game centers on his ability to hack. Uh, into this central operating system run by the city and, and kind of hack the electronic systems. So he can use any device tied to the city's CTOS, uh, and that includes jamming cell phones, hacking traffic lights, raising bridges, 
and you can access information on any PC in the game, which gives you their uh, demographic, their their health, and like their background and all that stuff. R- really interesting. Combat is a mix of stealth, parkour, and third-person shooters. E3 showed a little bit of co-op at the end. They, uh, oh, they that's sort of right. Panned. Yeah, after all that shit went down in the street, they kind of panned back, and there was another dude up on a uh, building kind of providing cover for the yeah. the main character. Uh, looks awesome. Yeah. But like like Dan said, probably a next-gen game, but uh, that's definitely on my list. Yeah, same here. Yep. Looks fantastic. All right. Uh, X Rebirth for Windows, Space Trading and Combat Simulator. Corey, nothing? Nah. Uh, XCOM, Windows, PS3, and Xbox 360. This is the first-person shooter, XCOM. Yeah. This was actually, uh, it's been delayed several times, pushed back a lot. Um, there's some speculation on whether or not it would even come out, but I guess it's still supposed to come out. But, yeah, this is the first-person shooter based in the XCOM world. Yeah, it's actually it's been in development since 2006, yeah. long before the XCOM Enemy Unknown yep. strategy game that came out last year. It's uh, set in 1962, <clears throat> which I kind of like. According to PC World, it's less Starship Troopers and more X-Files uh, than the classic XCOM series, which also kind of intrigues me a little bit. Yeah. Uh, 1962 X-Files sounds awesome to me. Definitely. That'd be a good TV show, actually. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> Let's write it. Let's write it. Okay. Right uh, poor reception to what they've shown and delays have really marred the title, like Dan said. Kotaku reported in October that the game will likely return as a third-person shooter uh, and a squad-based game, more like SOCOM and Republic Commando, that rather than just like a straight FPS, will will possibly be a $30 game downloadable title. Huh. How do you guys feel about that? you think that's reasonable? Yeah. Um, I think it sounds cool if it's squad based like Republic Commando. Republic Commando yeah. is awesome. Yeah, and like I said, I really like that <laughs> setting. So, yeah. thirty bucks downloadable title. Eh, yeah, I might, I might give it a go. Doesn't sound terrible. Yep. All right, Yaiba Ninja Gaiden Ninja Gaiden Z for PS3 and Xbox 360 action game. Last on my list is Young Justice Legacy Quarter One, PS3, Xbox 360, Wii, 3DS, NDS and windows action rpg so that's i have two games if you want me to yeah go for it real quick yeah um the first one is going to be prey 2 we're not too sure if this game's gonna be even come out this year but there's a lot of speculation going on going around about it uh it's an upcoming first person shooter in open world it's being developed by human head studios and published by bethesda softworks and it's due to release for microsoft windows playstation 3 cool um, I like open world I games. So was working on that. Yeah, they're the they're working with human, or it's being published and working with Human Head Studios. Oh, okay. Basically, the story takes place from after Prey One, and what happens is you crash into a sphere of some sort, and you know you're you get into a battle with aliens once you land into the sphere, and then you end up like getting blacked out, and then you you know the story jumps like I think it was ten years later. Uh, it just says several years later, and you're a bounty hunter on an alien world. So mm. that sounds pretty cool. Um, the main character is Killian Samuels, too. Okay. Um, but there's a ton of confusion about the game because I think it was, I don't know exactly when it was, I think it was in March of last year, the Dutch website called PS Focus uh, reported that Prey 2 had been canceled, and that was just rumors and speculation coming from Bethesda. 
And Bethesda didn't really comment on it, so everybody was just like, oh, yep, Prey 2 got canceled. But about a month later, they said that, you know, it wasn't coming along as well as they wanted to. And so they're going to delay it, you know, to give it more time because it wasn't coming along as, mu- as well as they wanted it to be. Uh-huh. And uh, in August, they actually took the game off their website of being promoted because that it's just, you know, they want to take their time and make this a really good game. So there's not a ton of information about it right now because nobody really knows what, you know, development <coughs> stage is in. Okay. Um, and my next one is Injustice Gods Among Us. I'm going to take a drink real quick. Yeah. Go for it. Um, what are you drinking? Liquor. Go on. What? <laughs> Eric caught me. Um, the next one is Injustice Gods Among Us. And it's a fighting game based on the universe of the DC Comics. It's being developed for the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, and the Wii U. Um, It's being uh, made by NetherRealm, too, which made the Mortal Kombat games. And um, there's going to be a story behind it. It It's going to be like uh, a Mortal Kombat story went. I don't know if either of you have played it. Corey, I think you did a little bit, right? What's this? Mortal Kombat. I played a, a couple matches against you. Did you do the story at all? No. Basically how the story is is they, you know, they have like one, you know, main story, but different character, you know, they follow different characters during the main story. It's kind of hard to describe. Chris wrote a good uh, review about it. So if you want to check that out, but basically it like has a main story and it follows like specific characters for certain uh, spots during it. And that's a little bit how this one's going to go. And a couple quotes are, they're going to blur the lines between gods and evil and heroes and villains and engaging in epic and massive scale battles. Huh. Is apparently. What, what was the name of that game again? Injustice Gods Among Us. Did they show that at E3 last year? I'm not sure if they showed it okay. at E3, but it is scheduled. Not at any of the press conferences anyway. Okay. Yeah. It's scheduled to come out in April, I, I've heard. Okay. And um, they have announced some characters, uh, Bane, Batman, Catwoman, Cyborg, Deathstroke, Flash, Green Arrow, Green Lantern, Harley Quinn, Joker, Lex Luthor, Nightwing, Solomon Grundy, Superman, and Wonder Woman are the huh. announced characters. And I was a fan of uh, the new Mortal Kombat that came out, so you know I'm interested in this one. Huh. Is that the one I downloaded? Did mm. I download it or did I rent it? I think you might have rented it. I just remember playing it a ton at Europe when I lived with you over the summer. Yeah. Remember doing the Shao Kahn fight? Oh, yeah. That mean you spent three hours trying to beat? Yeah. Wait, was that the one that I, like, spent all night doing it? And I'm like, what you got to do is you got to sleep on it, come back and try the next day, and you'll beat it. First try. Tries. Yeah. Isn't that what happened? That's exactly what happened. I remember you saying that. Yeah, Corey gave me that advice, and I, I took it and it ended up working. I actually remember giving you the controller because you said you bet you could do it on your yeah. first couple tries, and you got really close every time. But that's just my innate skill. Yeah, that's why I'm a thumbstick athlete. <laughs> that is true. I spent two hours doing that, and Corey almost did it his first couple tries. When you just well, quit. it's like that that Mario Galaxy. Uh, level you couldn't beat remember that oh yeah i was on my quest to get every single star in mario galaxy and i couldn't beat this one level and Corey did it his first try having never played the game before nice and only never watching touched it like We're watching maybe luck. an hour of it yeah, all together watching them and then i just grabbed it and it was, yeah it was probably a little bit beginner's luck but hey i'll take it yeah nice that was impressive so those are the two games that i uh, i had okay Corey, did you have anything I didn't talk about? Yeah, I had a few extras. Some of them are probably going to be 2014 titles, but I figure we'll just run through them anyway, just in case they happen to make it out. You didn't talk about Army of Two, did you? No. Uh, Army of Two Devil's Cartel is a third-person shooter 
published by EA for the PS3 and 360, takes place in Mexico and pits the TWO against a drug cartel, and you play as new TWO operatives. I didn't play the first Army of Two. I don't know anything about it. You guys, did you guys play the first Army of Two? No. I played a little bit of it. Is it good? Um, uh, I don't really nope, remember that's playing. No, well, yeah, I guess <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, okay, I have to go uh, back Dark to Souls it. Two. We didn't talk about Dark Souls Two yet, did we? No, no. Action RPG, Namco Bandai Games, published PS3, 360, and Windows. Uh, we've talked about it a few times in the podcast and nibble bits. The original director is not directing the project, but is overseeing the project. Uh, there is no direct connection in stories between Dark Souls 1 and Dark Souls 2. That's probably one we'll report on because I really like the first Dark Souls, so we'll be following up on that one. Uh-huh. Uh, Dragon Age 3 Inquisition, I read, oh, is probably right. a 2014 title. Uh, however, there is some possibility it'll make it out this year. Action RPG, published by EA uh, for PS3 and 360. More customization, more combat prep, and tactics is is kind of the big deal for this game, okay. uh, which which I like. A lot of people were critical of was it the first Dragon Age? They wanted they wanted it to be more PC like, yeah. uh, because they tried to make it work better on consoles. So they kind of took away what makes PC uh, user interface so so fun in games. Yeah, it was a lot less tact. Dragon Age Two was a lot less tactical than the first one. Yeah, so they're trying to go back to that a little bit, which yeah. is a good thing. Yes. Uh, they also say the game will cover more territory uh, than the previous games, and it's four to five times the size of Ferelden, which is the game's first setting. So that that's a good sign. You covered a lot of territory in the first game, I felt like. Yeah, there's so a lot of different locations in the first game. To cover four to five more more spaces is, is, is pretty big. Uh, they also said it'll be more influenced by open world games, so there'll be a little bit more freedom to move around. They promise to no longer reuse environments, which is a lot of people's complaints, especially mine and Dan's from Dragon Age 2. Uh, and it's likely set in Orlais, uh, yeah. based on the Civil War that's uh, apparently going to really take off in, in this game between the Mages and the Templars. So uh-huh. Things are getting hot. Cool. Uh yeah, like I said, probably a 2014 title, but you never know. I, it's a big big release anyway. We might as well give it some love here. Yeah, definitely. Okay, that everything. And I think. Let me just briefly scan up through. Yeah, that's that's everything. All right. Well, we're gonna take a break after nearly an hour of going over. It's a good thing we decided to split this into two episodes because yeah. this would have been way too long as oh, one yeah. episode. So yeah, we're gonna take a quick break and be right back with feedback and roundtable discussion right after that. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 77 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are now in our feedback segment. So I'll start with Twitter feedback this week. Uh, our first is from Rhino Nevermore 88 who said, I played FTL and it is badass, but how much more badass would a Mass Effect edition of the game be? Discussion point and go. Corey, why don't you get started with that? Uh, yeah, it warms my heart to see the passion for faster than light like i said in our thummies game of the year episode uh i was really close to making that my game of the year that's how much i liked it uh-huh. but i went with guild wars yeah. uh but there's just something about it and it it just captures that feeling of of being a, a space pioneer you mm-hmm. know 
for lack of a better word. Yeah. Uh, and and it's, it's a very basic game. There's really not too much going on, but it just does such a good job of yeah. uh, making you feel like you're really the captain of that ship, calling out the orders and exploring the galaxy. Yeah. Kind of warms your heart. Yeah. Um, it's about as close as I'll ever, I'll I, ever get to outer space. Yeah, same here. I, I played it, actually, the past few nights, and... Uh, I guess I'll, I mean, I can talk about it now. I, I was going to talk about it during uh, what we played, <clears throat> but I'll, I'll talk about a little bit about it now. Uh, it's it's one of those games that will keep you up until 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, it is a fabulous game. Um, I just started playing it, what, mo- it, Monday it was, and after we got done with our Guild Wars raid, I started playing FTL uh, about 11.30, and before I knew it, it was 4 o'clock in the morning, and I was like, yes. I better go to bed. Wow. Uh, I had no idea that much time passed by. Uh, it's one of those games uh, like an XCOM or a Civ that you know you're like, oh, I'll just do make one more jump, or I'll uh, I'll just finish this sector off. Um, it's it's really an incredible game, um, and like Corey said, it's it's pretty simple. Uh, once you do the tutorial, you kind of have an understanding of what the what the game's about. Uh, obviously, you have a lot more to learn after the tutorial, but you you know you have enough enough information to be able to play the game after the tutorial. And it's not very long, a few minutes or, uh, probably. But yeah, I've probably done I don't know 10, 10 or twelve playthroughs of FTL. Um, not Did you being, beat it? No, no, I have yet to beat it. Um, and I also Did you get to the last. Yes, yes, I have. Um. I, I did get to the last last guy one one of the times I thought I was pretty pretty secure but it turns out I wasn't. Um, oh, that I, last guy's a freaking behemoth. Yeah, uh, it's it's a tough tough battle at the end. But um, yeah, I, I I love the game. It's it's really really good. It probably would have been higher on my uh, game of the, game of the year. It might have been a runner up for me. Probably, really? yeah, I would think so. It, it's it's an incredible game. Uh, but how would you feel about a Mass Effect mashup of FTL or a Mass Effect version of FTL? I think that'd be really cool. That, that would be awesome. I think, even if you're not necessarily Commander Shepard, but in that universe with with the you know the the different types of aliens from the Mass Effect universe, that'd be I, th- awesome. I think could be pretty pretty sweet. Yeah, I'd be. But then that. again, playing as Mass Master Shepard, uh, Commander Shepard would be pretty cool. Yeah, too. you could just download a skin for that, like, uh, and like your roommates could be Garrus. I and... wonder if someone would come up with a mod. Oh yeah, probably right. Like, people can do stuff like that. All they do harder sure. things, I'm sure. Yeah. How do you feel about a Mass Effect FTL mashup, Corey? Uh, for the sake of argument, I'll dissent and uh-huh. say why. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it it would be fun to to do that in a Mass Effect universe, but I guess I just kind of contradicted myself. Uh, to me, <laughs> it, it's it's a great game already. Yeah, I don't see what other than oh hey, this is Mass Effect. I don't really see what putting it in a Mass Effect universe would do. No, I know. I I don't think it it would add anything to the game, but it'd be a nice you know like a different flavor or being able to experience. Um, the Mass Effect universe more openly than you can, you know. Yeah, but you're not. Well, what would you experience? I mean, you jump from sector to sector, and there's a little bit of dialogue, and you might fight a ship. Like that's all there is. Well, I know, but it would take place in the Mass Effect universe. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could see that. Like, uh, what is Will the one that said, just lay a skin over it and yeah, yeah, call it good. But yeah, yeah and, no, no, and then the about it like. 
the bonuses for the for the aliens right. that you pick up uh, would be different. Uh, well, you know, some some of the races. events would be different. And then the races of the of the people that you pick up could be Mass yeah. Effect races and, yeah. and be their stats could be adjusted accordingly. And you'd be chased down by the Reapers instead of the oh. instead of the the rebels in FTL. Yeah. That'd be cool. I mean, Battlestar Galactica would make a pretty good skin. Yeah. That would light as well. Man. I'm gonna download that game even if I don't play it. I just wanna support it. It's awesome. It's really awesome. That's all I've become is somebody that donates to games that I think I'll like. That's one you should really try. Because it doesn't take that long. Dan, yeah, but you're forgetting I have FIFA thirteen. <laughs> right, that's true. Uh but yeah, I, I love FTL. It's it's a really, really great game. Um lost a lot of sleep the past few nights because of it. I've only played like one or two games of that. I should start playing it more. It's fabulous. It really is. I will say though, uh I forget what game we were talking about with this, but if they took if they took Mass Effect in a totally different direction and just did something like that and somehow continued the story or, yeah. or you know like in any game in my opinion, I think would be awesome if they if they took like stripped it down. Yeah, or not even stripped it down, but just like totally changed the genre but made a sequel to whatever like the next uncharted game could be uh i don't know uh an open world rpg yeah like i think i think that would be awesome yeah and you could do that with any title and i like sign me up you could do it with uh like grand theft auto a, a series i'm not even too fond of and and just make it like a linear rpg and i'd play it yeah yeah it'll freshen cool. the series up too yeah I agree. Now, okay, here's here's a question to kind of go off of that. Do you think that's something BioWare would ever look into? Like maybe making uh, an FTL type type of game and and not even as a main project, but as a side project for uh the developers there just, you know, for fun, like a passion project. Like a little bit like what goes on at Google, how you know they give their employees flex time and they're allowed to work on whatever they want as long as it Twenty you percent know, time. Yeah, exactly. But whatever they work on um, is is for the company. Uh, do you think something like Bio, someone like Bioware, would ever do that with EA peeking over their shoulder? Um, I think yeah. I think the important part of that is EA peeking over their shoulder. Right. I don't. I don't know. I, I can't see EA allowing anything like that. Uh, you know, They're... I've always kind of suspected that the people that come out with these really great mods for games. Are people that actually worked on building the game? Oh, I see. And that's yeah. their that's the stuff that they wanted to do in the game but couldn't. Right, and I mean it's so easy to do it from behind the anonymity of the internet. Yeah, that's a good uh, point. That is, I never thought about that, but that's that's a great great point. Hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some really smart uh, coders and and you know amateur developers out there that make great mods as well. But I just feel like some of the some of the really good ones that come out, you're like, this is almost too good for just some schmo to yeah, break you, into the game and, would, and build ha- this. Yeah, you would have to have some background knowledge on yeah, the game I itself. Just, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I just feel like some of those mods that are yeah. that awesome are coming from the inside. Yeah. And I could I could see, you know, somebody like that who really loves Faster Than Light worked on Mass Effect. Uh, I don't know. Doing a mod. I could see that happening. Yeah, I would say if, if, or, if or anything. Or the other way around, you know, who worked on Faster Than Light, who loves Mass Effect, I should say. Yeah. Ah, I could I could see something like that happening. Yeah. As a mod, you know, it doesn't even have to be an official game, but as a mod, I, I could easily see something like that happening. <clears throat> All right. Uh, moving on. 
Idaho Jake says, I wasn't going to watch The Hobbit, but after The Hangover, I'm going to watch it. 50% action, hell yeah. Pitfall on Android is sweet. Uh, and he also tweeted either earlier or later, oh, hey, on Android, the game Pitfall is awesome. So I'm assuming that's the, <laughs> is that the original that Pitfall, was... or is it Super Nintendo Pitfall? I think the original. Yeah, I think it's a separate game. Or, yeah, I don't oh, know. It's like it is a, a separate game. Completely new game. Yeah, it's cool. I get it, but I don't have Android. Or is it on iOS? I think iOS. it's on both. Yeah, I'm about to have an Android, so I'm uh, I'm gonna check it out because our fans never steer us wrong. I'm gonna get it too right now. All I right. actually almost bought it the other night, Why and not? it's free at Wick. Free? Huh? It's free. It wasn't the other day. It's free today. Pitfall Activision Publishing Inc. Free. Download it. Looks like a runner. You got to get it when it's when it's uh, free. Yep, just download it. I'm uh, okay with a runner. I haven't really played any runners, so. As soon as my 3G catches up with your guys' 4G, I'll get it. Uh, you <laughs> mean my 3G. LTE? Yeah, whatever you got. Don't worry, Eric. I'm with you. I've got 3G. Oh, really? Yeah, this is a 4. Well, why can't I? What the fuck? Why fade? don't you guys connect to Dan's Wi-Fi? Because, Corey, you're connected over Skype if you forgot. Oh, oh speaking that, of which, I could probably turn the video back on so you guys can... I'll turn Stare. mine on too. I we're not lagging as bad anymore. Right. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Hey Corey. No, it doesn't look like it was lagging. I was rocking back and forth in my seat and watching on our little video and seeing how much it was lagging before, but it's good now. Uh okay. The only other piece of Twitter feedback is from Chase who said uh oh, oh he wanted to know our Steam IDs so we can play some games online. Uh, I'll do that as soon as I figure out what my Steam ID is. Is that just your your username, your account name? That was Corey's Steam ID. Write it down. <laughs> Mine's either that was my Steam ID in Morse code. Mine's either Will Murtha two or Will McDoodles. I don't know the difference. Yeah. Oh, so it's just your login name. Maybe we're not nearly as acquainted with Steam as we should be. No, <laughs> I, and I've been using it a lot for the past three or four months. I'll be honest. I saw his tweet, and I was going to tweet him back all of his Steam IDs, but I couldn't figure out our Steam IDs. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not, so. not going to give you mine because I never use it. So Yeah. What good does that do? I'll give you mine. I'll, I'll tweet mine once I figure out what it is. I don't remember. I, yeah, I think that's just your name. Okay. I have a couple, though. I have on the top right it says Dungeon Solver's account. Is that yours? So it might be Dungeon Solver, but on my friends list, I'm plain Sparky. Plain space Sparky. Yeah, so... I was going to text one of you, but I didn't want to see stupid. Okay, yeah, I have, Dan, I have yours and Will's, I guess. Okay, go go for it. What is uh, it? Dan is D, as in dog, Murtha, M-U-R-T-H-A, 37. Uh, Will is Will, Murtha, 2. Eric? You can give him is, mine, but... <laughs> is Big Daddy Buffalo, 84. Okay. And that's everybody. I'm playing Space Sparky. All right. So there it is. And I'd love to play some some computer games with people. I yeah. I have this headset, and sometimes I get real lonely, and I just want to hang out and play games with somebody. <laughs> Will's not always available. I'm sorry. I'm trying to pass math. All right. On to Facebook feedback uh, from Idaho Jake. It says, hey, guys, how about those Ravens? 
Uh, after a long time hearing about Firefly, I decided to watch at least one episode. Uh, and one day I watched all 14 episodes and the movie Serenity on Netflix. Wow, that show was great, and I really wish I would have watched it back in the day. The humor was great, the storytelling was great, and the cast was right on. My wife and I like the show Castle with Nathan Fillion, and he brings the same acting from Firefly. I usually don't like westerns, but this brings just enough sci-fi to make the show great. I really wish they would bring it back or reboot it. I would even settle for a video game based on the world. You could create your own character uh, and a second in command, then pick up a ship. The rest of your crew would be people you meet. Uh, then you could have like eight to ten planets that you fly to for jobs, and sometimes while flying you run into reavers or alliance and have to outrun them or buy guns for your ship. Uh, but there would be a main quest to help stop the alliance and also like Skyrim and never-ending side quests. Now onto something that irritates me. I was listening to Major Nelson's podcast, and they don't like the games that kill animals, but that makes no sense because they are not real. They will not kill virtual <laughs> animals, but they'll kill virtual people because they like Call of Duty. So what do you guys say to that? Well, I mean, anybody that's ever watched any of Major Nelson's videos knows he's a dweeb. Is he? I've, I've not, I follow him on Twitter for the news updates, but I've never watched Damn, any of his videos. The guy's a total dweeb. Is he? Nobody should put. You know who I would equate him to in the sports world? John Clayton. <laughs> the really skinny skeletor looking dude you, you, you know I probably face. would know his face uh, yeah he's got uh, glasses a really round head okay really skinny never played a lick of football in his <laughs> life nice but always knows everything about yeah. football yeah he's yeah major nelson he's just a real dweeb okay i it is funny that they won't kill virtual animals but they'll kill virtual people <laughs> oh, that's really funny actually <laughs> i never never thought about that yeah, that does seem kind of kind of hypocritical. Oh, I would think. Very much. Um, so. I'm no. the type of person that would probably punch a person more readily than I'd punch an animal. Absolutely. Um, well, it would depend on what the animal is doing to me. Yeah, I mean, if I was trying to kill me, I'd fight back. But I'd fight back if anything was trying to kill me. Yeah. Or run away. I would probably run away if I could. Run first. Yeah, that's just me. That's interesting, though. I never and I never thought about that. Yeah, that's a really good point. <sighs> I mean, PETA always expresses their distaste, pleasure for animal. I don't know, but at the same time, I'm okay with the the violent video. I don't know. It's a big hodgepodge of it's all a bunch of bullshit. Well, I mean, soft people. Yep. Yeah. I mean, are we talking? We're not talking like big game hunter. Or are we talking just killing random animals in in a video game? Both. Like in Skyrim, hunting deer. Or in Far probably, Cry. Probably that's more what they mean. Or in Far Cry, yeah, killing tigers and stuff. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I killed a shit ton of innocent rabbits in Dragon's Dogma. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you get something for that? There's a quest, isn't there? There's a quest. Okay, I thought so. Yeah. That one took a long time because those freaking rabbits are hard to find. Yeah, they, they're sneaky little hobbitses. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, um, but on to Firefly. I also love Firefly. I have one more episode, and then I'll I will rewatch Serenity. I watched it a while ago before I knew what Firefly was. I also like you. Wish I had watched it when it was on TV. Um, I feel like if it came out, it, it was it was a show that was definitely before its time. If it came out now and didn't survive on Fox, it would have been picked up by a cable network. Definitely. Oh, yeah. um, I th- I think back then cable wasn't as big as it is now. 
or you know cable channels it would definitely have gone somewhere else like fx or something like that somewhere somewhere else it would have found a home so that's free to watch on uh it's on netflix Okay. Um, and yeah, it's really, it's a really cool, it's a, it's a Western, but it's, you know, sci-fi at the same time. That's a very Western setting, which is kind it's of like a Riffs. cool, yeah, kind of a cool, uh, cool setting. I, I, I think. might like that. I, uh, I, I think, uh, I'm echoing again. That bugs the hell out of me. Yeah. What are we doing different that we weren't doing before? Nothing. <laughs> My dick's out. As far as I know, everything's <laughs> the same. Uh, maybe it's the video. I don't, I don't know. know why that, that would affect anything. But anyway, uh, I don't think anybody watched firefly i'm some people did but uh most people caught it afterwards yeah. not many people saw it when it was out on fox no which is why they canceled it yeah and also fox for people that don't know the saga fox kind of screwed them and aired the episodes out of order and then it was mismarketed too yeah it was mismarketed as like uh as a comedy action show um which there is a little comedy there's a little bit of comedy there's some funny parts but it's not really like it's not a comedy no. um the comedy comes more for from the, um, you know, the interaction be- between the characters. And once you get to know the characters, that's that's where the funny comes from. Um, it, it definitely wasn't designed to be a comedy, but you know, there are some funny parts on it. It's it's good writing, and yep. like he said, great characters. Great characters. Great chemistry, yep. and it just makes for a good show. Yeah, it's that simple. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it. De- I think it definitely would have lived on if it had been come out around now or even even just a couple years ago but i really don't think there's any chance now of a reboot you know although you never know and that's what bugs me all these kickstarters are going on funding these games and i think the firefly mmo has a kickstarter they're trying to raise money for that game yeah to me it's like i don't they just take that money and and reboot the show yeah depending on how much they ask for you know yeah yeah because i i I mean it could come back i I don't see any reason why it wouldn't Well, Nathan Fillion looks old as balls. He does look a lot older than he does now. Makeup does older than he did, uh, Corey. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it would have to makeup to Nathan Fillion just doesn't <laughs> doesn't do it for me. It, for, it would have to take place a few years after Serenity, I would think. Yeah. Although I don't know, how, I don't remember exactly how Serenity ends, so maybe yeah, whatever. It, uh, it ends poorly for at least one of the characters. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't recall. You'll have to watch again. Yeah, wouldn't be the same show. Oh, uh, but I, I, I did want to say, uh, what was I going to say? And I forgot. Not important. Oh, he, yeah, he mentioned having a video game based around it, and there, there is one, but I, I'm, I don't know if an MMO is necessarily a route to go, because the, you know, the the primary focus of the show is the interactions between the characters. Um, I don't know if you get that as much from an MMO game as you would from like a you know a single player RPG, you know. The character development isn't as there as much in an MMO as as it is in a more standard RPG, you know. Yeah. So I think that's more what uh Idaho Jake was looking for yeah. as opposed yeah. to the MMO RPG. But you know, I don't know. They may surprise us as an indie indie developer, so we'll see how that goes. And just uh regarding Castle I think I've talked about it on here before, but Nate Fillion uh, does a lot of nods to Firefly and Serenity. I guess his character dresses up as Malcolm Reynolds for, for Halloween. Yeah, which is really funny. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you mentioned this, Corey, but one of the things Nathan Fillion says if people ever see him in public, 
uh, you know, he'll, he'll know you're a fan of the show if you just nod and, you know, say, Captain. Right? That's Captain. Yep. So that's that's something you said you really wanted to do. That'd be cool. If you ever got to meet Nathan Fillion. He said that on the Nerdist podcast. That's what he wants people to do. Okay. I listened to that. Yeah. He gave Jonah Ray an iPhone case, didn't he? Yeah. (laughs) I think (laughs) he's giving away iPhone cases to the Nerdist hosts. So. Uh, All right. I did want to place my support behind the Ravens. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we. I think we talked about Ravens how Seahawks. We, we like the Ravens. I have a Ray Lewis jersey. I'm a Ray Lewis fan. Uh-huh. Me too. I want to see him go out on top. They play the Broncos, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Who do you think is going to win? The Broncos. Eh, who knows? You never know, but I think the... Well, Joe Flacco's just such a weenie. <laughs> you know, That's I my mean, logic. Yeah, every now and again he'll come out and look good, and then the next game he's like, "Ah, oh, what a Drew Bledsoe-looking weenie. He, he just, like, prances around like a doe. <laughs> I don't know, man. You can't. I, it's tough for me to pick against Peyton Manning or Tom Brady in the playoffs. It's tough. And at home in Denver. Yep. Thin air. Crazy crowd. I, got, I don't know. They've been calmed down a little bit. I got Denver, New England, Green Bay. Who's the other one? Seattle and Atlanta. Seattle. You think Seattle's going to win? Yeah. I, I hope too. so, too. If Atlanta wins, though, I won't be mad. They're going to run it down their throats. Yeah. I, Seattle's going to be a tough team to beat, I think. I got Green Bay and New England in, Green the, Bay. in the Super Bowl. Yeah, Seattle I know is not as good away, and it might not they not, might not play that well in Lambeau, and it's freaking freezing cold. Yeah. yeah. When so. was the last time Seattle won the Super Bowl? They've never won, right? I don't know. Um, I, I think they, the last time they won a playoff game or an away playoff game was like 1984. 84, 87 is yeah. one of those. It was a long time ago. Were they, they in the Super Bowl 85. against the Steelers though? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Not that I can remember. I thought it was. You think of the Cardinals? No, or I could have sworn when the Steelers won. I could have sworn Seattle played in the Super Bowl. They might have. Like eight years ago, I'm gonna look it up. No, it wasn't that recent. Um, they might have been. They made the they, playoffs. They might have been. Um, this is away games, though. They might have been the home team for. They might have been a first round, buy team. Uh, I'm looking it up. I could have sworn. Maybe. Well, well, we're looking. I it mean, up. Green Bay's got to win in San Francisco too. Yeah. So. Um, Aaron Rodgers is just playing so good. He right is now. really good, and really... he's got great receivers. Their defense is suspect. But... It is, but it has been. I yeah, mean, it was last year too. It'll make big plays when it needs to. I think. And uh, like you said, you, it's hard to count against Aaron Rodgers. It really is. Brady, Rodgers, Manning. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. What? I was right. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers twenty one, Seattle oh, Seahawks yeah. ten. They played a shot. Oh, you mem- I remember what happened. Two thousand six. I think they they got a fumble recovery right before. It might have been like the last play before halftime. Sean Alexander fumbled it on the goal line. Yes. Oh, right. And the linebacker ran it back for, for a touchdown. touchdown. Okay. That? I do remember that because I was. I reading- think it was Larry Foot. I do remember that. Back. I remember being so sad because I wanted Seattle to win. Yeah, I like Sean Alexander. Me too. That's yeah. right. I remember that now. Okay, you were right. Hard to imagine them in the Super Bowl, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really is because they've been bad for so long. Oh, they were good though at that. You know, obviously that year. They're going to be good in a really good in a couple of years. So, okay. 
Um, Corey, you said we had a new Stitcher, Stitcher favorite. favorite. Yeah, and Twiddle, okay. Twitter follower. We have Twiddle. One. Twiddle. Okay, we have to postpone these, so I'm actually collecting them right now. We had Twiddle. some from last week we didn't do. I know. I, I have those. That we have three carryovers from last week. I I don't. I only have like a sip of uh, the. Mint jizz flavored alcohol. Yeah, mint mint flavored McGillicuddy's, and I just can't drink it. It's disgusting. So I'm saving. I'm gonna get a bottle of whiskey, and we'll we'll, we'll I'll drink all these when when it comes time for the whiskey. Guzzum flavored. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty disgusting. So two. So it'll be three from last week, two from this week that we'll carry over into next week. Sure, sure. Uh, and th- that was it. No, nothing else, Corey. No. Okay. So, so I'll, I'll have five carryovers from next week. I've been checking iTunes, too. Okay. So that'll do it for feedback. Thanks, everybody, for the feedback. As always, we we love the feedback segment. Uh, we That's where we get to interact with fans. So that's fans and or listeners. Thank you. As we've made the distinction before. <laughs> um. All right, let's get into roundtable. Eric, I want to talk about your roundtable thing first. Shivers. It's okay. cold. It's cold down here. Yeah, I uh, tweeted this shortly ago on our Twitter. Um, this is from Gamespot.com. Microsoft reveals new Xbox Illuma Room concept. Now, this is obviously still a development thing. Uh, this is by Eddie Makich, news editor. Oh, on GameStop. Yes. Um, Gamespot. What what I tweeted was a video of like what it would look like in your living room if you were playing it. Corey, are you gonna watch it right now? I see it on your computer. No. You should. He's playing Guild Wars. Watch it. I want you to watch it and tell me what you think of it. Can you? Yeah. Alright. Basically it's gonna work through the connect, which sucks you'd have to get a connect to you to do this, but since I already have one, I guess it's cool. Um the connect is gonna like measure the the dimensions of your room and as you're playing it it's it's almost like a projector so like if you're walking through a hallway it's almost like you're surrounded by the room oh okay and they they showed a one clip of a girl playing mario kart on a snow track and it looked like snowflakes coming down the walls mario kart you said yeah was it a microsoft thing maybe it wasn't mario kart because okay. it's definitely a microsoft thing okay could have been little big planet Carding, maybe or Sonic. No, because you need Connect. I swear to God, it looked like Mario. It Kart. might have been. Maybe they're just using it as an example. Okay, I don't could know. be. Um, but yeah, oh. um, it just looks really What's cool. It like a Luma room. Look at what I just tweeted. It was. Uh, it, did they announce the details from it at CES today? Because I just heard about it like kind of late today. I don't know, but like, there's a guy shooting. And there's just like lasers going around, and it, there was another game where he was using his gun, and the the lighting on the wall around you would like pulse whenever you shot your gun, uh-huh. so it was like vibrating. That's kinda. awesome. Yeah, like it looks so, so cool. I so can't explain it. It's it's a little bit. It's like virtual reality, but yeah. it projects it into your room as right, opposed right, right. to you putting something it on looks, your face. Almost looks like the outline of the surrounding buildings in some of the games okay. around you. That's cool. No, it's not Mario Kart. It's something. Yeah, but it just looks awesome. You'd have to watch it. I it's like a really light it. show. Yeah, it's like a light show, but so, some of the games, it looks like the first-person shooters are actually going to like try to put you in the 
the area you're in. Uh-huh. Some yeah. other games might just use it as a light show, like Corey's saying. You know what I mean? Okay. But it's just I think it's something to get you more immersed in the... I was going to say, because immersion is a big thing for me in me video too. games. So. And I think I could really just get balls deep into that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know what I need? I would have a special room just for that. Dan, you know what I need? I need the FIFA crowd. Oh. That's what I need. I need, like, riots oh, in the stands. Oh, how awesome would that be? God, that'd be awesome. If you think about that for an Mr. application. Sound. Oh. Yeah. God. Well, I already got my Turtle Beaches. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Eric. Uh, Do you like it? Cool. Yeah, it's one of those things that I wouldn't spend a lot of money on, but just to have it would be pretty sweet. Could you would could you see yourself getting a Connect for that? Uh, well, I think Connect is supposed to come on the next on system. the new Xbox. Yeah. So yeah, so, yeah I you guess. know, I mean, I think it, I think it's one of those things that if they add on the next uh, Xbox, I'd use, but uh, I, I don't think I'd go out and buy hardware for it. Sure. No, I just thought it looked really cool. It does look cool because they're like shooting bullets, and because of the way the light comes off of the device, like the bullet will come off the screen and travel. Yeah. Like the light will tra- travel across your floor. Yep, oh, that's fabulous. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, check out the video; it's I'm going pretty to sweet. Watch it as soon as I go upstairs. Okay, so that seems awesome. Yeah, we'll report on that if we hear more about it. Yeah, Will, what do you think? What do you think of that? I'm with Corey. I wouldn't go out and buy hard- hardware for it, but if it comes. On the next generation, that'd be awesome. See, I'm thinking that eventually I want to get a projector, and I want to have, a, like, down here someplace in my basement, have, oh, a, like, a, a projector with, you know, my game system. And oh, yeah. that's something that would fit in really nicely because the walls are kind of plain. There's not a lot of, yeah. you know, even once I get everything finished and get furniture in there, I'm going to keep it on the plain side. Yeah. So that's something that I think would fit in nicely, the just shine on the yeah. walls. Just think about, like... I don't know, a game like... Call of Duty. No. <laughs> Skyrim or something. Just getting even more lost in that atmosphere in the wilderness. And, like, it could just be so cool. Like, a some kind of dragon-looking thing on your wall flying around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That'd yeah, that sounds, awesome. sounds pretty awesome to me. Yeah. Did they say what it looked like, what the actual piece of hardware looked like? I think it comes out of your Kinect. I don't know though. Huh. Well, I mean it's all light, so it's it's something that would have to have a three sixty It'd be like a globe, globe yeah. probably. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. Yeah. That sounds fabulous. Alright. Will you wanna go next? No. No, okay. I'm just kidding, I'll go. You can't you don't have to. No, I, I wanna all go. Right. Um, so my article is about trolling in video games and I'm gonna read the opening paragraph. This is an article on Kotaku. Um, ah, the notorious troll. Perhaps you've come across one. Those who deliberately try to get under your skin, sometimes that means trying to piss you off. In a game that could mean verbally harassing or annoying you, if not playing specifically to get in your way. That's the most standard conception of a troll. Anyway, a troll could be someone that convinces you of something silly or outrageous. A good troll manages to enrage or deceive the victim. A good troll also stays in character no matter what. So I was just wondering... How do you guys feel about trolling in video games? You know, the guy who is always on your case and, you know, getting on your nerves or, like, you know, getting in a ghost in uh, Halo and hitting you. Yeah. I don't know. I do a fair amount of good-natured trolling. Uh, Same here. (laughs) I don't. I hate that guy. (laughs) I think there's a difference. I don't think – I wouldn't consider that trolling. Um, The good-natured trolling? The reason why I laugh – can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. 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 
Um, the reason why I laugh is because I saw another Francis video today. Okay. Where <laughs> he's playing Xbox and the people over Xbox Live keep calling him fat. <laughs> 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 and his mom or girlfriend or whoever she's supposed to be comes into the room and she's like, I'm going to guess mom. Why are you so upset? And he's like, They keep calling me fat. And she's like, How do they know you're fat? And he's like, I don't know how they know I'm fat. <laughs> He takes his Guitar Hero guitar and starts beating his Xbox with it. <laughs> and then he takes his Xbox out in the street and smashes it on the street. And uh, the wife or girlfriend is like, the neighbors are watching. And he's like, what? And just throws up his arms. And he's like, what are you looking at? I can just hear uh, his voice. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, gotta, we got to watch it. That's fabulous. But, uh, I don't know. I, I would consider that more trolling, like, repeatedly calling somebody fat or oh yeah yeah trying to get under someone's skin, skin. Yeah. personal yeah. attacks <laughs> yeah no i've been known to take part in in like i said lighthearted, good-natured trolling in in guild wars especially mm-hmm. um that's fun i do you it in, keep, keep the mood light yeah I, I do it in school especially every day yeah it's fun yeah to do except sometimes you get suspended well <laughs> That wasn't completely my fault. But anyway, <laughs> going back to uh, in video games, what was I going to say? I just lost my train of thought. Trolling. Trolling. <laughs> I completely forgot what Trolling I was Trolling in video games. What about you, Corey? Dang it. Trolling? How do I feel? I don't usually ever troll anybody. Uh, I kind of find that, and even if people are trolling me, as long as I keep my cool, at least uh, on the the game side of things i might be losing my cool at home but as long as i keep it cool and collected and just call the person out on their stupidity uh usually works to my advantage yeah you gotta be in the mood to be trolled because if you're in a bad mood and getting trolled you're gonna <laughs> rage be quit. livid yeah but if no. you're well <laughs> if you're losing a lot then being trolled really hurts and sucks and is annoying. Are we? Do we just want to get right down to brass tacks here? Or I wasn't referring to that. I was actually oh, bullshit. Uh, I was actually playing Guild Wars two last night. Uh, this is kind of relevant, and somebody was kind of trolling me in PvP because it was just me and this other dude playing PvP, and I kept killing him, which is rare for me because I'm a necromancer. And he kept saying, like, oh, you're just a stupid necromancer. You don't even have to do anything to kill me. And he's like, all you have to do is enter your stupid death shroud and, like, all this stuff. And I'm like, I always lose at PvP, like, one-on-one. Necromancers are not good at PvP. What'd he say? Cool. And he was just he was just arguing with me, like, like I was the idiot. And I'm like, look at my freaking stats. Like, you're just the real real crappy player, not me. Yeah. Um, huh. I don't know. That's a bad example. But no, I just it's not. It's not. I got you. I see your point. That's one of the reasons why I like to play world versus world. It's because you don't have to listen to other people's BS. Yeah. Because, you know, well, there's a little bit of it, but you can't see what the other team says. So mm-hmm. um, it's just coordination. You know, sometimes the people get on the commanders in world versus world a little bit. But, um, you know, usually they're shot down pretty quick by, by the majority of people. So it never goes on for very long, which is good. So. The only game I play is FIFA, so, I mean, if somebody tried to troll me on there, I'd probably just beat them. So. That's the best response, is yeah. just uh, Win. No. FIFA will, will beat the person at a game. Yeah, no, Nick, no problem. No problem, man. You Winning. are very good at FIFA. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Halo? 
I'm decent at Halo. I'm better at FIFA than I am any other thing that I've ever done. Yeah, what's your record? Uh, we'll talk about it after. Okay. I did. I accomplished something that I can't wait to talk about. I got my Sounds FIFA good. back, so I'm gonna start playing it again. Oh yeah, we gotta play. Yeah. All right, Corey, what do you got for us? Uh, I have a little bit to chat about. Uh, THQ will auction off its assets individually. Do you guys know what THQ stands for? Because I just learned. Totally no. hot. Quicksand. That's, <laughs> it's uh, Toy Headquarters. Oh, okay. Close. I, I just learned that. But yeah, so this kind of happened after, because THQ just originally wanted to do like a bankruptcy thing and just sell right away and still you know, kind of stay intact. Uh, but its investors rejected THQ's immediate sale and insisted that, like I said, they were just trying to rush the sale to all, to stay together uh, without determining the best offer that they could get for everything. Yeah, the the debtor, the creditors wanted a, wanted a yep. better deal for them, of course. Well, it makes sense. I mean, yeah. it's their money. Yeah, but fair enough. And they won the they won the court uh, case. The judge agreed with them. So THQ is going to auction off its assets individually. Uh, EA has expressed interest in purchasing some of these. I really hope they don't. Yeah. Um, and the bids that. have to be in by January 22nd. So I can run through the assets really quick, and if you guys have any ideas of where they should go and who should take care of them, okay. uh, let me know. Company of Heroes is kind of an important one, especially because Company of Heroes 2 is set to come out this year. Uh, good match for Company of Heroes. Any publishers? For Axis. Yeah, for Axis. Well, t- uh, take two for, for that. For publishers, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, I could see that. I'd agree. See that. Uh, Homeworld. Did you guys ever play Homeworld? Oh, it sounds familiar. It's an old uh, oh, like space. Yeah, I scene. have it. It's on my wish list on GOG. Actually, that's where I've heard yeah. of it because I haven't bought it yet. But it's on my wish list for for GOG. Yeah, I'd be all right with Homeworld going to any of the uh, well-known like action. Um, publishers. Yeah. Uh, Saints Saints Row, Ooh. which is a huge deal because Saints Row the Third was so well received, and you know, obviously, whatever they did next would be something they'd look at pretty in- intensely. So, uh, where would where where could Saints Row go? I'm gonna go take two again. Maybe Gearbox. So ship that one off to Gearbox. I was thinking Gearbox, somebody like that. Was, here's a, they did such a good job of Borderlands. Rockstar buys it just to bury it. Ah, oh, that would be awful. I what do you think of that. I don't like that. No, I'd be livid. I like well, competition. I don't think it would be a new thing, but do you guys think it's something like that's a possibility, or am I just? Oh yeah, it's garbage. No, it's always a possibility. Always a possibility. Do you guys think Rockstar feels threatened at all by Saints Row? I don't think they do, but I think they should probably. Yeah, they probably should. Yeah. Or, you know, I think they should um, feel threatened because, you know, I like to see competition makes better games. You know, they're trying to outdo Saints Row as their closest competition, uh, so they always want to try and outdo. And if there wasn't that, you know, they might get lazy. Sure, sure. Uh, Metro. Metro. Uh, let's see. Who Metro? But you could give Metro to EA. They like the you know uh, maybe have Dice do it. Those are yeah, the ones that did yeah, Battlefield Three. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I would be all right with Metro going to EA, mostly because I don't really care about Metro. Yeah. At this point, anyway, I still have to play uh, 
again, I'm, I'm pissed because I missed the Humble Bundle that had uh, the THQ games. Yeah, I, I, got, I uh, played 2033 a little bit. Oh, you know what? I just reminded myself. I have Metro. I got it through the free Facebook like. Oh, there you go. You just have to like their page. Oh, yeah. And you got Metro. Uh-huh. So that's all well and good. Uh, Red Faction. I see. I don't know Red Faction that well, so I, I, don't, I don't know who that would fit I'm not with. Familiar with Red Faction either. I played Red we'll Faction. We'll you did play it? Yeah. It's like a uh, shitty Battlefield. Yeah, it's the one with like uh, uh, destructible environments yes. and stuff. It's third person. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I did. I think I played one of them on uh, on live briefly. I have Red Faction Armageddon that I got from the humble THQ bundle. Okay. So that's one I'll play Is eventually. That the most one? Yes, I think so. There's been a few yeah, of them. I, I'm sorry. What? There's been a few of them. So I yeah, think that, I think Armageddon is the most recent one, yes. Okay. Yeah, Armageddon uh, uh, is the most recent one. What about Darksiders? Uh, I played Darksiders. I never played Darksiders. I didn't play the first one. I didn't play I, either. Will, you I, played the second one, didn't you? Yeah, I played the first one, actually. Well, very briefly, I'd say... Oh, boy. I'm trying to think of companies that do... Hack and slash type. Square Enix. <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't know. Squeenix. Yeah, I don't know for that one. I have the first one, but I haven't it'd played cool it yet. If, uh, it'd be cool if some indie developer started a Kickstarter to buy one of these. That would be that would be cool. I agree, and see what they could Maybe they could do, do with it. it. We should take it, buy the license, and just dick around with it. <laughs> What would we do with it? You know a little bit of code, right? But that's more website coding, or is it programming coding? We'd make like a like a text-based adventure. There you go. That's all we could do. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we could bring Let's those do back. It. Yeah. Is there any? Yeah, I'm in that. Does THQ have any other uh, assets? Yeah, uh, just their their studios. Uh, Relic, which does the Company of Heroes, the Warhammer games, and Homeworld. Uh huh. Uh, I don't know if anybody would be interested in picking up Relic. If they did, they'd probably take all those licenses with them, would yeah. be my guess. I don't know that for, for certain. Uh, but, you know, that that's a pretty uh, worthwhile studio, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. You get, get those games. Uh, the other one is Vigil, which makes the Darksiders games, in addition to a few others, but Darksiders is what they're, they're most known for. Uh, again, Darksiders isn't really my thing, so I'm indifferent towards where that goes. THQ Montreal, uh, kind of a big deal. Montreal. And uh, Volition, which is Red Faction and Saints Row. And I would say if somebody wants to do something with Saints Row, they should definitely take Volition along with it. Yeah, you know where that would fit nicely is Ubisoft. Yeah. I think Red Faction would be a good Ubisoft title. Yeah. And Saints Row probably too. They don't yeah. really have anything like that, and they're, you know, they're big enough to want to compete with Rockstar probably. Well, uh... uh What's it? What's it? Watch Dogs is Ubisoft. Yeah, yeah. It's kind, yeah. kind of similar. Well, a yeah, bit different, but okay. That's interesting. That's and a... then uh, as we mentioned before, South Park Last Light, not owned by THQ. It's uh, d- developed by Obsidian, which is which is private private entity, mm-hmm. kind of doing its own thing. THQ just signed on to help uh, distribute it. So okay, South Park safe, just a little less, uh, you know, corporate back for South Park after THQ goes the way of the dodo. That's fine. I don't think it's going to need it 
Anyway, I think that would have been. I think if that game had come out earlier, maybe THQ wouldn't be in the trouble that it's in because I I do think that game is going to do really well. Uh, well, maybe that's a lot of hoping, but yeah, I'm with. I'll buy it. I'm going to buy it definitely, without question. I hope that and Company of Heroes do well. Day one purchase, yeah. I feel bad, THQ, that that's the route they're going to have to go instead of staying together. That kind of sucks. That does suck. Because if they had had more time, they would be able to get yeah. it together. It's, it's it's basically uh, just a big breakup, you know. It's no yeah, no reboot or new owner or anything. It's just ta ta. Yeah, that's too bad. If those two games came out earlier, though, do you think that would have saved them? I don't know. It's tough to say. I I think so, but mm-hmm. you never know. Them combined would help out a lot. Yeah. And, you know, Saints Row, they say, sold, I think, five-some million copies. That's that's a lot. Something like that. So, I don't know. It's too bad. I feel bad for THQ, but that happens. All right. Could be 38. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Thanks for that, Corey. Yeah. You're welcome, Dan. Uh, I was going to actually talk about the, the video game burning thing but we kind of already covered that in nibble bit so that was actually going to be my topic of discussion last week um but i didn't i wanted to keep us from going over so but we already discussed that in nibble bit so we'll we'll just move on to what we played uh take a quick break and have what we played right Welcome back, everybody, to episode 77 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are now in what we played this week segment. Uh, I'll go first. As I said, uh, during feedback, I played FTL quite a bit. Um, I might have done 12, 13 playthroughs. Um, They're relatively short, some shorter than others. Um, I had one where after the very first jump I was destroyed in in a battle, and I've had ones that I've gone almost all the way to the end and everywhere in between, so... It's definitely definitely a great game. I love it. I don't need to get too much more into it. Corey explained it pretty well when he talked about it during, uh, I don't know, it was sometime in the summer, wasn't it? Or did you play it in the fall? Yeah, it was fall. a while ago. Fallsies. Yeah, uh, yeah say I think summer. it was fallsies. I would say fall, too. Um, that, go ahead. How about that fire, though, Dan, when that takes off? Oh, it's because it, it kills your crew really fast. and Especially when it catches the oxygen room. Oh, yeah. You realize it till it's too late. Yep. And it's like, well, I'm going to send this dude in to die, and if he doesn't fix the oxygen room, we're all dead. Yeah. Unless he's a rock guy, they're immune to fire. Yeah. They're which handy is, to have. Which is reason. nice. I usually would keep them by by the oxygen room on the, on the main ship, the Kestrel, that you start off with. I've unlocked two different ships um, so far. So that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, I really love the game. I'm going to keep playing it. Probably not as much as I did. I, I want to try and play a new game every week, like I said. So that was my game for this week. Um, yeah, love it. Can't say enough good things about it. I don't really have anything negative to say about it other than it takes uh, it takes a lot of time out of your day. Yeah, yeah. D- don't play it if you don't have you know if you don't want to stay up See, really late at night. That's the problem I'm going to run into. Well, no, not it's not that the game takes a lot of time. It's that. You get sucked in. You get sucked yeah. in, and you don't re- like XCOM was for you. I you, loved XCOM. Yeah, it'll suck you right in and not let you go until it's really late God at night. Knows so. I love that. Um, played Guild Wars. I won't talk about that. I've talked about Guild Wars enough. Um, I actually, oh, I wanted to do this for a nibble bit. 
Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but the guy that does the voice acting for, is it Three Dog? Yeah, it was Three Dog. Three Dog from uh, Fallout tweeted today that uh, he was going back in to, to record some stuff and work on some stuff for something involving Fallout. So we can only presume it's Fallout 4. Mm-hmm. Um, so that got me a little excited. I started trying to play Fallout New Vegas again. I did play a little bit, but... Um, there seems to be some sort of error now with whatever was the most recent Fallout New Vegas patch. Uh, and for probably 80, 75 to 80% of the time I try to log into my character, it freezes when I try to load into my character. Um, Ain't that a bitch. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's a problem a lot of people are having. I can't believe there's still this many problems with New Vegas. It is probably the buggiest game I've ever played. But it's so good. Uh, it's so it's good. Not... So good. Um, yeah. yeah. I've got, I probably played, um, I don't know, maybe an hour today. I got, I, I played and like I said, I tried firing up a bunch, a bunch of time. I should just next time I, I get it working, not shut it off. Nah. Yeah. Is it all that squared was... away in terms of bugs on consoles? I didn't, I mean, there was bugs on the console, but nothing like breaking. Like I could, you know, I could play it. But a lot of times, like, one of the things that I noticed a lot in the console was getting stuck in yeah. the world. And, and you can't get out because, at least in the PC version, you can uh, go into the command console and teleport yourself out. But you can't do that for the 360 version, so you have to make sure you save a lot because yeah. you have to reload from a previous save. So if as long as you do that in the console version, it's fine. And have multiple saves, too, is another thing. Um, but it's probably the buggiest major release, yeah. I would think. Um, and still, you know, they're on patch 1.4 or whatever. It's still buggy as all hell. So if you want know. to borrow it, Eric, or... you have it. Yeah. Maybe I'll borrow it. Yeah, it's a sweet game. Um, the faction stuff is a lot better in in, in Fallout New Vegas, and uh, storyline I think is better, but uh, not as it's... as technically sound of a game as Fallout Three was. And I think the side stuff, like the side missions in Fallout Three, were better than. New Vegas and the yeah. DLCs. Yeah. I, I didn't play any of the New Vegas DLC yet. There was only one. I think it was something Zion. I really liked New Vegas, but other than that, I wasn't too fond of the other DLCs. Okay. Which I actually just got Fallout 3 for the computer. Oh, okay. And I was going to, I'm going to get New Vegas. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, like I said, that little announcement got me excited to play a Fallout again, so I tried to play New Vegas. I'm, I'm looking into it. I tried a few different patches that didn't work, so I'll get it figured out. I, I It may be an audio uh, uh, sound card issue, mm-hmm. so I'll I'll play around with it and see if I can get it to work. But at, like when it f- freezes in the game, I have to. I thought I had to restart my computer, but Windows Eight is nice because I just sign out of my profile and sign back in, and that like restarts oh, the wow. desktop thing. When you know, if I had still had Windows Seven, I would have had to restart the computer. But Windows Eight is nice because you can sign out and sign back in, and re- even though you can do that, restart it, quote unquote. That's smart. Yeah. So. <clears throat> So that's all I played. Uh, yeah, no, it's unacceptable that it's still this buggy. That really pisses me off. It's such a good that game. That was too. one of the first games we talked about uh, on the podcast, and uh, my criticism, at least, was it's uh, as good of a game as it it is. It is a bad game because of the bugs. Yeah, and it's unfortunate. It's brutal, almost. So it's, hopefully, if they're really unacceptable, it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Un- I agree, unacceptable. Um, hopefully, uh, you know, the next game is is. You know, I and I don't I don't mind having a few bugs. Um, I know a lot of people weren't happy with the bugs in Skyrim. 
but uh, you know, like I said, a game that complex is going to have bugs. I don't think you can get around that. Um, so I don't, I don't mind a, a few. But you know, Fallout New Vegas is filled with game-breaking bugs and corrupted saves and all that stuff, and that just shouldn't be a problem. Mm-hmm. So, especially for a huge release like that, right? Exactly. And you know, there wasn't that much different uh, on New Vegas than there was. Uh, Fallout 3. Didn't Obsidian make New, New Vegas? Yes. Yeah. 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 So, we'll but see. it's just Bethesda in general has some bug issues. Yeah. I don't know if their standard uh, QA standards are a little lower than other publishers to, to Seems get through, it. but yeah. I I, yeah, I wasn't happy because I just want to play some New Vegas, you know. That's all. I don't want to have to spend hours in support forums trying to figure Zero. out the problems. Yeah. And that goes back to, you know, I can understand console gamers because you don't have to deal with that as much. PC, you know, you have all these weird hardware and software conflicts that happen in, you know, one out of 10,000 players yeah. that you don't get, you know, on a console. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're right there is kind of an argument for the 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 platform of a console, you know. Yeah, that's, that's Ain't nobody a... got no time for that. That's <laughs> true. Although consoles are dead, eh, I don't know. I know I'm gonna quit playing video games if that happens. I'm not kidding. Well, Eric, see ya. You are gonna download? I'm not giving into the PC. Microsoft Xbox app on your iDevice and play FIFA on that. Maybe play FIFA on that. Maybe, but I'm not getting a new computer. And stream it to your TV from your iDevice. Maybe. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Maybe. And Microsoft's going to make a ton of money just selling their controller. Or I'll drive off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't have video games, I don't know what I'd do, man. Um, but uh, I don't know. I can't say the co- all console things because Skyrim on the PS3 was really bad, too. Yeah. So. Horrendous. That's It's okay. not always bu- bulletproof, but. Okay. That's all I had to play. Uh, Corey. Played some games I want to hear about. Did I did I, I played a lot. <laughs> Let's so, fucking hear uh, about them, Corey. What, what's our what, what time are we running at? Two and a half hours. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. We still got half an hour before we run over. Yeah. For fuck's sake. Uh, uh, I'll start with Dear Esther. Played this one on a whim. Uh, I heard it was kind of short, and I, I wanted to beat a game so I could get an applause, and I beat it. Yeah. Nice job. Ooh, ooh. Uh, it's easy to beat. I think it took me like an hour and a half, but beating it, it's not, it's not really a game. All you're doing <laughs> is walking your character over this through this island. Uh, um, did you guys see my review card for this? I posted on Facebook. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. So the way it works is it's 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 more interactive, and it's not even all that interactive. It's just uh, sort sort of like poetry that you move your character through. You're on this island, and as you explore the island, a uh, narrator comes and just delivers this kind of cryptic uh, half prose, half poetry kind of. You don't really know what's going on. You got kind of got to piece everything together to find out the the actual story behind it. Uh, but what makes the game really great is the beautiful island scenery. There's a lot of cool vistas, and especially when we get down in the caves underneath the island, there's some some really cool cool stuff and, and the soundtrack accompanying it is really really kind of beautiful um it's a heart-wrenching story really i won't get into it 
it's one of those games that it's hard to talk about, but once you play it, you, you kind of get it. Okay. Um, like Journey? But What's that? Like Journey? Yeah, even more so than Junior. It's, it's even a little more esoteric than Journey, in my opinion. It's just kind of, I don't know. And again, my biggest complaint, and it's not necessarily a complaint, it's just in order for... I wrote on my review card, it's success as a game relies on your level of curiosity about what's going on so you really kind of they recommend uh i read on forums they recommend you play it like four or five times and each time do something different like the first time just play through to hear what the narrators say the second time uh you know get a feel for the scenery and and like what's going on because there are objects in in places on the island that aren't directly referenced but you can kind of use that to help piece together the story of what's what's going on and, and what the narrator is going through and, and what your character is going through. Okay. So it, it's it's almost like a puzzle in that way that you're just kind of piecing together uh, a backstory based on on visual and audio clues. Um, a lot of fun, really really pretty, and I think it's fairly cheap. I don't really know. Is that on PC? What I paid for it. What's that? Is it on PC? Yeah, I played it on PC. Uh, originally, it was, a I think, 2008 game written in the, the source code, the Half-Life. Is that Half-Life source? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, but they, they redid it, and it made back its development costs, like, the first half of the day it was out. It was released. Wow. So that's always nice to see. Yeah. Somebody made it a pay, big payday. That's good. I'll move along to Mark of the Ninja. Will, you played a little Mark of the Ninja, right? Yeah, I did. I loved it, too. Did you talk about it last week? I did not, because I didn't play enough of it. Okay. Did you play any more since then? Uh, I didn't really get a chance, because the only thing I really played was Far Cry, because I wanted to try and beat it for this week, but I didn't get that far. Uh, okay. Yeah, Mark of the Ninja, it's a, it's a pretty fun game. Uh, I don't get all the, all the just adoration it's getting. Um, I think it's it's a fun kind of stealth platformer. All it's it's very polished. All its uh, gameplay elements work together really well and, and make a, a really interesting game. But that said, it doesn't doesn't really transcend the kind of fun stealthy platformer for me. You know, it's just it's just a really well done game in my opinion. Uh-huh. Uh, you're just this ninja in in it's 2D, so there's no 3D weird. It, kind of action it's just it's just on a 2d plane and and you're hopping along uh, walls jumping over bad guys taking out lights so they can't see you obviously you have to maintain stealth uh, you can assassinate people you can drag the bodies um a lot of things you've come to know with with the stealth genre just kind of flushed out in a 2d world mm-hmm. uh and a lot of fun and there's a lot of extra things you can you can come across a lot of replay value because uh there's certain things to achieve in all the levels like you know beat a level without killing anybody or uh you know some other s- things to find throughout the world but uh, it's yeah again it's it's really good i would definitely give it high scores if i were to score games but it's not i wouldn't put it in game of the year kind of category okay the last one I played, uh, and hopefully you'll chat with me a little bit about this, is Dragon's Dogma. You bet. I, I'll uh, talk about that. Yeah. I booted it up uh, and just played it briefly for like an hour. I played the little intro thing yeah. and then got my heart stolen by the dragon and then turned it off and didn't return to it for probably a week after that. Um, 
and as soon as I did, I was I was hooked on it instantly. Uh-huh. Uh, it it feels to me what it does really well is it feels a little bit like Dark Souls uh-huh. in that there's there they don't really tell you anything of the world or what's going on. They're not trying to build a bunch of lore. They're just like you're just in this world, and you know what you get out of it is is very limited in 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 terms of lore and everything. But to me, that makes it more. Uh, each each thing you do learn is is more worth it, you know. Yeah. Rather than getting these these books of of information thrown at you at, at all times. Yeah, I mean the stuff like you, the, you if you seek out information, you can find it, and that's makes it you know more valuable to you. You you get out of it what you put into it, basically. Yeah, and and just going off of that, uh, because of the difficulty level, because I do feel like it's pretty difficult game even very difficult i I played it on normal yeah it's very difficult um it's difficult and and what happens if if you die you go back to the last time you saved which could be a ways back if you're trying to trying to explore some new new space but that's what i loved about dark souls because every time you uh you know explored a new area and successfully explored it without dying you felt really accomplished Uh and were really proud of your achievement and and every new site was was really something special because you had to work to to achieve it. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, a little bit Dark Souls, a little bit Skyrim. You know, it had a bit of an open world feel. Uh, in terms of things that bother me, no fast travel. Yeah, at least not that I've seen yet. There is a method of fast travel, but it's not fast travel in the traditional sense. It's it's a little more nuanced than, than that, and you'll 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 see when you when you get to that point. Right now, it's just uh, there's some caverns and stuff like shortcuts that I can take. Yeah. Um, so I mean that that's fine, but it's, it's kind of annoying if I finish a quest way far away from when I have to turn it back in and I have to run all the way back. Yeah, you kind of learn to um, group things together as in geographical area. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but th- the biggest thing about this game, its greatest achievement, in my opinion, too, is is pawns uh, yeah pawn system yeah dan talked about it quite a bit so i won't get into it too much but essentially you you hire these pawns to to fight with you and you get your own pawn that you kind of build from scratch and, and you can hire other people's pawns i was able to use dan's level 56 or whatever pawn that he created in his game for free because he was on my friends list um which i didn't you can, i didn't know you could do that until cory cory told me that yeah, and, cool. and there was there was you know other high level pawns, but they cost what are called rift crystals, which you just earn through playing the game. And uh, you know, I didn't obviously didn't have enough to get a high level one, but because Dan's on my friends list, I was like a level five, and I had a level fifty pawn with me. Uh, but she was actually Mariel is her name. She yeah. was actually really, really, really helpful because I hadn't played the game before. And what they do, um, your pawn as it fights with you and does quests and stuff with you, it learns about the monsters that it's fighting, the area that you're in, and the quests that you're doing. Uh-huh. So later on, um, I hired Dan's pawn, and it had all this information. So everything I did, it gave me a pointer on. Like, we, I went into the uh, the sewers in this one town, and we were fighting these, like, drake creatures. And I was having a devil of a time killing them. And then Dan's pawn says, I'll distract them, you hit the tail. And I was like... There it is. Yeah. So Dan's pawn distracted these monsters for me, and we started, uh, me and the other pawns that I had just started attacking the face, and we killed them. And it's just little stuff like that. Like, uh, 
you know, I'd walk in some water and she'd be like, don't get your lantern wet, you know, because you, you lose your if you lose your light if your lantern gets wet, yeah. which if it's if it's if you're in a cavern or outside and it's it's late, it's it's hard to see. It's yeah. dark. It's very dark. Which I really like about it, too. Yeah. I, I like that that little little bit of, uh, you know, yeah. added difficulty. Uh, yeah, it, it's really cool. And, you know, even doing quests, uh, you know, Dan's Pawn would uh, tell me where to go and what would be coming up. Like, we were traveling from one uh, waypoint to, like, a town, and, and she's like, she said there's a lot of uh, flying creatures along the way. So I made you invest in an ability that allowed me to ta- attack up in the air. Uh-huh. So I was able to attack the, the flying. I think they were, like, griffins, something like that. Yeah, harpies. Uh yeah, the harpies. Yeah, that's what they were. Yeah, and even uh, you know, I she showed me things I didn't know I could do. Like we were goblins, and she would grab onto them, and I'd run them through with my sword after she grappled them. Uh-huh. Which is one thing I really like about the game, especially fighting the monsters, is how you can grapple with creatures. If they're smaller, you'll just hold onto them, and your your pawns will attack them. But if they're uh, bigger, like boss creatures, you can actually grapple on them and climb. Yeah, while you're free to free direction you can go wherever you want on this monster yeah. and uh you know stop where you want and just start wailing on it with your sword it, it's stamina based so like uh melee fighters can grab on and hold on longer than uh like a wizard character can um having more mm-hmm. stamina so you know if you're a wizard you gotta be you gotta be careful and jump off at the right time or you're you'll fall off and hurt yourself yep um which is really fun yeah um there's, I mean, that game did a ton of good things, and it's not, it's cool that it's made by Capcom because it's not like them to make a game like this. No, and it's, uh, it's nice to see them find the success that they did in it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just a great sense of atmosphere. The gameplay I think is fantastic, and I'm really excited to not only finish this one but find out what's coming next because I know they're going to make another one. Yeah, what did you think about the graphics? I thought the people graphics were really good. People. Yeah, the, the the I don't know. They're interesting. It's like a mix of of detail and and like sparseness. Yeah, and I guess that just comes from the location because most of it's based on the coast. Yeah, so you get a lot of like beaches and you know obviously open ocean. Um, but yeah, every every uh, every environment is uh, fleshed out enough that there's always something different going on. Yeah. Okay, I'm, gl- I'm glad you like there's, it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Uh, I hate to say it, but it, if I had played it last year, it, it might have been my game of the year last year. Yeah, it was pretty close for me. It was my first half game of the year, without a doubt. Um, yep. But it was definitely up there. I, I thoroughly enjoyed Dragon's Dogma. It was uh, it was underrated, I thought, and uh, kind of overlooked for the most part. I think the people that played it did really like it. Um, I don't know. It, not necessarily critically acclaimed, but... yeah. And like I said, it has its issues, but uh, yeah. it does a lot of things really well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm glad you liked it. That's what I like to hear. All right. Anything else, Corey? No, that's all. All right. Will, what do you got for us? I mainly played Far Cry 3. I probably, on Saturday and Sunday, logged in about oof, 15 hours worth. Oh, wow. Yeah, I did some work on that game. Uh, I got to the second island of the game, so for people who've played it, you know, you know where that's that a, is exactly. Yeah, marker. But um, what the most fun part, or the most fun part of the game, 
to me is going around what there's different outposts set up during on the island that the pirates have taken control of and you know that area is hostile and there's a lot of pirates around there that you'll meet you know in any hostile area so what you can do is you can go into these outposts and you can wipe everybody out and you can claim it under like you know the good guys yeah um so i've been having so much fun doing that and going to all the radio towers and you know just exploring and finding animals killing animals crafting Mm -hmm. it just that's to me is the most fun part of the game Uh, the main story is all right i mean it's cool concept you know you're trying to save all your friends from the uh the pirates and voss and all that Mm -hmm. and that's that's all right but uh to me the game shines really with the crafting and you know exploring killing animals i've just so much fun yeah everything about i've everything i've been doing and i had one of the coolest moments i think i've ever had in a video game I was um, driving on a cliff, and for whatever reason, I drifted. I like to make my turn. I drifted, and I overcompensated for my drift, and my vehicle was riding on its side down the mountain, like a really big mountain. I was, like, skidding down the mountain. I was sideways, going down it, and I went to bail, and I flew out, and I landed into the ocean, and the car landed right next to me and almost killed me. And I was like, (laughs) oh, my God. Nice. But it was so cool. If I, like, could go back to get a clip of that, that would would be awesome to watch. Yeah. Because in the moment, I was like, "Uh uh-oh. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Like, pressing E to try and bail out. Yeah. But just, I don't know. The game's pretty awesome, and I'm glad I bought it. Nice. Good. Because it's, it's so much fun. Oh, E. E's to... Uh, I, for, I forget you got it for, you got it for PC. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> that was a priceless face, Eric. But uh, right. the game's a ton of fun. Um, I wanna, I'm going to try and beat it for next week. Okay, so you can get your round of applause. Yeah, and nice. uh, really enjoying it. Get your first review card out there. Yeah, I was going to do it for Far Cry. Yeah. Mhm. I just wanted to beat it or get close to beating it first. Yeah, I wanted to do a review card for that this week, but I didn't get a chance to play it. So. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So Far, Far Cry Three will be my first review card. All right. Um, that is all I played. I think. Okay. Yeah, probably. Sounds good, Eric. What about you? What'd you play? Uh, well, I'll talk about FIFA briefly. Um, I couldn't sleep the other night, so I got up at like one thirty or two in the morning, and I fired up my FIFA game. And I was in Division 2. I never made it to Division 1 before in regular head-to-head seasons. I've made an ultimate team. I don't care about that as much. Right. Um, so I fired up. I started out 0-1-2 before. That was my record going into that night. I was 0-1-2. So I was not doing well in my in my quest to get to Division 1. Uh-huh. And I managed to reel off six straight victories. Oh, wow. Wow. To reach Division One, two two of which included winning in the last minute of the game. Nice. The last game I played, I won. Last minute of the game, I came streaking down the right side with Theo Walcott, who's he's really fast. I love doing that with him. Came streaking down, crossed the ball to. I was trying to get it to my center attacker, Podolski, and I hit it too hard, held the button too long, and I didn't see my left winger. Uh, Chamberlain, I didn't see him over there, but he was wide open. So the ball goes directly to him, a little bit to the left front of the net. He jumps in the air and boots it in with his left foot right in the top corner past the goalkeeper nice. in the last minute of the game to, to put me up to Division One. That's awesome. Sweet. And I jumped out of my seat. And <laughs> if it hadn't been so fucking late, right, you I would have Yeah, but... Uh, one of the sweeter moments nice. of my FIFA career. Alex, so I'm, where, 
What's that? Where does that put you? Top 10,000? There's only 19,000 people in the world that are in Division One. Wow. Nice. Um, Alex you, Oxlade Chamberlain? Yes. Right? He's 19 one, years of age. He's probably one of my favorite he's Arsenal great. players. He just signed a new contract. Oh, good. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited to get that. I haven't started Division One yet. Jeff's in Division One. He actually won it. I don't know if I told you guys that. Okay. Oh, no. You, he, he I know he was close. It's a bitch, man. You got to win... You almost have to win seven out of the ten games to do that, wow. and then tie two more. Wow, yeah. So here, let me ask you this: yeah. What do you feel uh, you can accomplish in FIFA that will deserve a round of applause? Do you think defeating winning... Division One okay. would definitely deserve a round of applause? Okay, it's, it's a grind, man. Do you I... think you're going to get there? Oh yeah, at some point. I mean, I'm not going to stop until I do. Right. I might not get it my first try. I might get pushed back a division, but. I mean, Are you going to get it before FIFA 14 comes out? Oh, fuck yeah. It's the only game I play. Right. You know? Um, no, but I'm excited. I think my record will, from what I can remember, last I saw it was like, I'll, I'll estimate, it's like 58 wins, 17 draws, and 28 losses. That's so. That's pretty good. Yeah, I've that's got really like 30 good. more wins than I have losses. Wow. Up until Division 4, I didn't lose much at all. Mm-hmm. But, um... It's it's definitely a lot tougher, and you got to get some bounces going your way and some luck and scale. man, I'll tell you what though, holy shit, the games get so intense. Actually, Jeff and I were playing pro clubs the other day too, and what happens is they open like what they call it a cup window every each each month. A certain period of time is the cup window. Well, we usually don't don't play that, but for whatever reason, it wouldn't let us play the regular kind. So we started a cup tournament, and you have to win four straight games. And Jeff and I got in one on our pro cl- pro club team. It was just two of us playing other clubs, and we ended up winning the cup, um, four straight games. And we had to come back in almost every one of them, and it was fucking intense. Nice. Every nice. game was ridiculous. Like one one of the most fun times I've ever had, like playing any video game uh-huh. with another person, was was the cup round with Jeff. That's awesome. So FIFA was was pretty fucking sweet the past couple weeks. Nice. Can't stop playing it. Yeah. Just can't. Well, once again, we're going to have to confiscate your copy. <laughs> the thing of it is, Dan, is you know me, like with a game like Far Cry, I want to be able to put, put a few three hours. hours. Yeah. If I don't have three solid hours yeah. with nothing else to do, it's hard for me to sit down and play yeah, it. Yeah, I understand. Whereas FIFA takes 15 minutes to play a game, I can right. sneak one or two in. Yeah, here and there. And there you know. Yeah. So, God, that's my problem with FIFA. Um, the, the only other game I've played. Oh yeah, uh, was an iOS game. Yeah, called Clear Vision. Clear Vision. Um, yeah, I was sitting at work the other night, bored, so I downloaded it. And basically, what it is is you're you're a, it's all stick figures. Your guy starts out as like a janitor at a grocery store, which I could appreciate. <laughs> and his boss was being a dick to him, so he like punches him and tells him he quits and becomes a hitman. Oh, so people hire him to kill people, uh-huh. and he gets money. There's really no huge backstory to it or anything but he it, it's a lot of fun you have to like take uh wind and range into account it's really short uh it did cost me a dollar but it was a pretty sweet game um if you do a review for it you get the dlc for it for free oh, which nice. is a second episode which is really short uh, i mean whatever it was, it was a lot of fun though yeah um pretty easy could have been a little harder but i don't know i really enjoyed it it's pretty violent there's 
some humor in it. Uh, there's a newspaper on your table in your first house with like every time you kill somebody, there's it's in the newspaper. Okay. And they say something funny about it, but <laughs> it's a cool okay. game. I really enjoyed it. Nice. I actually played Pitfall while we've been talking and deleted it already. Didn't like it. It's like Temple Run, and I fucking hated Temple Run. Oh, okay. I'm sure you did hate Temple Run. It's the same thing. So it's a runner. Yeah, I don't. I I can't get into games like that. Okay. If you enjoyed Temple Run, you're gonna like Pitfall, though. All right, Tyler. Yeah. Tyler. Because that's prick. the only game he plays, really. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's all I played. Uh, hopefully, uh, I say that, but I'm moving this week, so right. I doubt I'll be able to play much. Really want to play some more Far Cry. A great game. I find what I like about it is the same stuff Will was talking about. I had a cool moment in that too. I was. Uh, I think I was kind of driving off a cliff, too, and I, I bailed out. Truck went over the cliff, and I managed to stay up, and I looked down at the truck, and there's a fucking shark swimming around. So I took out my sniper rifle and <laughs> just picked him right off. Nice. It was awesome. Like, you... I, it was so cool. I looked down. I was like, hey, there's a shark. Might as well take him yeah, out. You know, was... Did you dive in after and skin him? Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, that's, that's Bet so your cool. ass I did. I needed shark skin. Yeah, I do to, too. To craft something, I don't remember what it was, but I literally had Wallet. just looked probably to see, and it said you needed shark skin. I was like, "Fuck, there's a shark." I'm just he was go gonna, for eat, it. he was gonna eat me if I had stayed yeah. on this truck. So that was pretty sweet. Hmm. But uh, I'm gonna buy Dragon's Dogma. It's cheap now, I think. Yeah, I've got a, quite a nice Amazon wish list built up. Oh, okay. It's mostly PS3 uh-huh. stuff, but. Yeah. I think Dragon's Dogma is on PS3, but you'll want it for Xbox so you yeah, can get yeah, my yeah. pawn and, Corey's and Corey's pawn. pawn. Yeah, definitely. My yeah. pawn's a wiener. <laughs> What'd you name him? Joseph, which is incidentally the name of my Guild Wars 2 character. J O S E F? J O Z E T H. Joseph. Joseph. Okay. Uh, uh, if Eric talks about FIFA, can we talk about Guild Wars? Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I ahead. did something I'd never done before. Uh, fair enough. But we did have a raid last night, and once again it ended in failure. Yeah, poor, poorly. I'm not sure why we suck so much. Um, well, we're, none of us are specced for running dungeons, and that's a particular, that's a certain kind of spec. I'm specced for dungeons. Are you? See, I'm yeah. not. I'm specced for world versus world, and... <laughs> To a lesser extent, PvP at which I don't I don't use, but I have a condition build, um, which like like uh, Johnny's character wasn't isn't made for for dungeons. Um, Johnny's character was a critical hit build, which doesn't help that much other than on mobs. Yeah, you know when we were hitting those burrows, it didn't do anything. Is that why what the hell is wrong with you guys? What? I told you, I'm together, man. I don't do I don't do dungeons like, except when we raid. Yeah, but it's easy to swap out skills at least. It is, but I would need new equipment. No, not necessarily. I, I, I don't have my equipment isn't uh you know, I don't have any specific I'm not level 80, but I don't have a specific strategy with my equipment. Right. The only other equipment that I had is my magic find equipment, and that wouldn't have helped us at all. I I was I did swap out my skills cuz I ended up switching to my flamethrower instead of my grenade kit. Yeah. So uh, that helped a little bit, but we like you know we just didn't have enough damage. We should say it was f- four of us from our guild, um, and then a uh, random guy. It was me, Corey, Chris, Will, and uh, or no, Will wasn't there. Me, Corey, Will, and Johnny. Or, uh, you know what I mean. Minus Will. Me, Chris, Corey, and Johnny. Um, <laughs> Johnny, who's was he? On, he was on a couple episodes, wasn't he? Mm, he in the background. He was background here for he, a couple at, at least. 
Um, and then some other random dude. Uh, I had fun, even though we did terribly. I had fun joking around, trolling, always, if you will. <laughs> I can always kind of tell how it's going to go just based on the first guy that we fight in that dungeon. The first hard guy? The, no, the first, the very first monster. Well, we wiped him out pretty easy, didn't we? It it took too long. I could tell we, it was going to end in failure. Okay. Yeah. Because, yeah. I, I mean, I've run that dungeon a bunch. It's I, It's the only one I've run a bunch, but... Probably like fifteen times, right? So, you can just tell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll try it again. I still say we should do world versus world as a guild. That's what I do mostly. Um, and you know, as a team of four or five, we could easily be camp flippers uh, at the very least if we didn't want to get into the big battles. You know, um, yeah. I actually with our cousin John did some duo. Uh, world versus world stuff because he, he he plays about not not as much as I do but but pro- probably closest to it. Although I didn't end up playing last night. I <gasps> know I what did I do? I think I went to bed early. <gasps> I know it was the first night in a long time I haven't played Guild Wars. Yeah, I was on last night and you weren't. Nobody yeah. was on last night. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, it was the first night in a long time I haven't played. Are you ill? No. Uh, what was I doing? I was playing FTL, I think, again, until uh, I went to bed. Okay. If I remember correctly. Or no, I was I was walking on the treadmill after we got done with our hangover. Oh, uh, yeah, that's, that's right. what you I said did. You were do that. That's what I did. And then I went to bed after that because I was beat. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully next Monday goes a little better for us. But maybe I'll. No. Maybe... <laughs> well, like I said, we shouldn't do a dungeon. We should do world versus world. <laughs> no, I think when you're, uh, when I'm you, never going to talk do... about FIFA again. Just so you guys know, <laughs> <laughs> you do dungeons as a guild. That's what you do. You can do world versus pink is a big world versus world guild. They're always just because, the just because you love world versus world doesn't mean the rest of us should have to do world versus world. Well, you love doing dungeons doesn't mean the rest of us should have to do dungeons. Hey, yeah, but there's some something. There's Park something Park? to be. Yeah. There's okay. something to be gained by doing dungeons. Yeah, and World vs. World. Not, not to nearly the extent that dungeons give Res- people and the guild. Respect. Corey, leave him alone. Respect, Des. Respect on the battlefield. You play World vs. World all the time. Why don't we just run dungeons for one night a week? I don't mind doing dungeons, but we haven't exactly been successful at it. <laughs> you're the one that said yourself you're not built for it. I'm not. Figure it out, man. Oh, my God. I could craft myself all new equipment, I guess. You could buy new equipment. It's so cheap. It's cheaper for me to build it myself because I, <laughs> I have the skills to build my own equipment. So do it. I will. <laughs> will you do? Shut up. I could talk about Guild Wars for hours. I couldn't tell. You guys need to start a fucking Guild Wars podcast. We've threatened to do so. You don't have to threaten. You should. Maybe we should have a couple hangover episodes that are just Guild Wars. Can you? You know what will happen is we'll do that and we'll have nothing to talk about. Yeah, probably you're right. No, I, would... I don't. I don't think that's true. <laughs> We've just been talking for like ten minutes over you guys fighting over over Dan's build and yeah. not wanting to run dungeons. Oh, uh, so fun. Anyway, yeah. Uh, well, we just hit the three hour mark, so I'll do our uh, our <laughs> final you. final Diana things. Yep. Uh, okay, Facebook.com slash Thumbstick Athletes is our Facebook page. Our Twitter page is twitter.com slash tsathletes, or you can follow us at capital T, capital S, athletes. Uh, thumbstickathletes.com is our website. You can leave us a voicemail at 607-527-0547. Uh, we always need the intro, so at the very least, leave us one of those. Um, 
Or you can email us directly at thumbstickathletes at gmail.com. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that'll do it for episode 77 on our 2013 games preview. Our next week's episode will be 2013 hardware preview. So, uh, yeah, I am your host, Dan. Americ. Will. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's Corey. Uh, thanks for listening, and get out of my basement.